Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL Aleson expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Grumpy, what's the yes. score of the game? Off early there. The Rangers were going live, by the way, this Saturday evening. Rangers facing off against the, um, the Carolina Hurricanes. An elimination game for the Rangers, so we'll be... I'm sure as their big updates will be we'll be providing those throughout the podcast as well. One nothing Rangers. Oh wow. Oh Jesus. Carolina has yet to win a single game on the road. That being said, uh, this is an Islanders-based podcast. And for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. We go live every Saturday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the show, uh, best way to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action because we cover the Islanders all off season long. Number one is by subscribing on YouTube, liking the page on Facebook, and following on Twitter. We also have another podcast, which is a general sports podcast. We cover anything from NBA playoffs or NBA, MLB, NFL, college athletics, NHL, Premier League soccer, Champions League. We cover anything and everything sports related on a second podcast we have called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That could be found in the link in the description below, or it could be found as a featured page on our YouTube channel. You could find that. We go live on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. So you're saying on that podcast we might talk about uh, Real Madrid winning the Champions League uh, title this afternoon? I think we might talk about that tomorrow. Yes, we, we might talk about it. You still sounding you're still sounding under the weather, Grumpy. I am still under the weather. I am. Mm. The warden says she thinks I have COVID. I don't know. It just feels like a cold to me. So I don't know. But I know I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm a little bit of a headache. Um, I don't know. The warden, she's like, I mean, I have a bad cough. And the warden went, <laughs> and she's, oh, I have a terrible cough. I'm like, you cough twice in four days i said you're fine let me ask you now how long have you been feeling sick for i mean i feel like you've been feeling sick for almost a week i want to say probably since tuesday or tuesday or wednesday mm. gotcha, it's been a lot of days now hopefully you're on the men you're towards the tail end you sound a little a little bit better than last time we were on the show but still you don't sound tip top tip top shape grumpy i'm not tip top shape i'm not but here, I'm here for the people because, like I said, last night I got about two hours sleep. 
And then TJ's like, bring, bring, bring. I mean, I just fell asleep. And he's like, hey, what? I said you think. How come you're not on? You know, just he doesn't really care that I'm feeling under the weather. Could care less. He's like, you got to get on there now, buddy. I'm like, fine. So is, it, is I, that how that transpired, Grumpy? I called you up. I called you up on the phone. I said, Grump. I said, hey, I sent you the invite for the show. And Grumpy Old Man says, oh, I just fell asleep. Thanks for calling me. So for once, I was not the reason we were late. And Grumpy Old Man was the reason we're late. Oh, okay. Sure. No problem. You want to continue to blame me? Go right ahead. Oh, man. I hope you start feeling better, though, Grump. You know, as we get to this time period, yeah, I mean, we're, we're close, right? The only game that's or the only series that's left to be decided before the Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals take place are, you know, is the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers series right here. I mean, based off of the way it's gone, it looks like that could go seven, seven games that series. And, you oh. know what? Carolina was hasn't carrying, lost a home game. Carolina also hasn't won a road game. True. Carolina was really carrying the action in this game. Um, then Sisterkin made a couple of saves on breakaways and bing, bang, boom. Second shot of the period, and the Rangers score like with 12 minutes left in the first period. Long way to go. Long way to go. Yes. Um, that being said, today, we've had a lot of questions about it. Today, we're going to have, it's going to be a little different podcast than what we usually do. It's going to be more based off of call-ins. We're going to have the call-in show. We're going to have people. You could kind of go ahead and share your thoughts on what you thought, you know, transpired this season. Obviously, you know, uh, this is the first time we've opened up the telephone lines in quite some time. Hopefully, everybody's had a chance to digest what happened this year. Uh, you know, looking forward to what the expectations are. We've talked about those, Grump and I have. Um, we want to hear from you guys as well, what your thoughts are, and we'll kind of review, you know, bit by bit what our thoughts are. And I tell you, Grump, I've been, I've been eyeing more and more the NHL draft. I've been kind of peeking. I've been peeking across and I'm just looking at it. I'm going, oh man, kind of getting myself familiarized with a few of the prospects. I'm getting excited, Grumpy. I don't know about you, but it, it, it feels like it's getting to that time of the year. The NHL draft is only about a month away. Yeah. Super excited for the NHL draft. Hopefully we don't do something stupid like trading it away um, for some old relic. Uh, that's what that's what my hope is. Got to keep, got to fill up the cupboards with younger players. Has to happen. I love how you just went to like your typical response. I was, I was giving you a chance to say if you've done any research or have been looking towards anybody in the draft. I don't know, Grumpy. Have you not started preparing yet? I, I mean, very briefly. I'm looking at people that are in our range here. I mean, there's some, some guys that just don't think will drop. But, you know, obviously when you start getting the selection where we are, you know, when you're kind of in the teens like that, the Islanders can go completely off the board and shock everybody with a, you know a, a pick that's le leaving everybody questioning the sanity of Lou Lamarillo, or could they they could find a steal if, if somebody drops to him? So I'm starting to get a little excited, Grump. Yeah. So in other words, we could pick someone like Simon Holmstrom or someone like Atu Ratu. Hopefully, it's more the latter than the former. Yeah, I mean, talking about the value for the pick. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do here, we're going to open up the phone lines. Um, ooh, this is, I'll tell you guys, right, it's going to be rusty. It's our first time back doing any sort of call-in feature on the show. Um, grumpy old man, obviously not feeling good either, which doesn't help. But hey, we're doing the call-in feature. A lot of people have been asking. They've wanted to call in about this offseason. So the phone lines are open. Um, but I will tell you this here, Grump. Edmonton, 
closes out the Calgary Flames. Who would have thought that going into that series? You know, I know we talked before the playoffs. I thought Edmonton could win two rounds, but I didn't think when they were matched up against Calgary that that they were going to be Calgary. But man, I, I tell you, Edmonton and Connor McDavid's overtime goal was was a thing of beauty. Um, yeah, for me, Markstrom was really weak in that playoff series, and that's a goal he's got to save. I'm sorry. Um, for a guy who played extremely well all year. I thought he really underwhelmed against Edmonton. And like I said, Mike Smith is not the answer for them. Uh, Colorado should just walk through them pretty easy. I, I feel that way anyway. Colorado went ahead and closed the door last night. They won. Uh, they 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 knocked out the, the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, they're in a spot to where they're going to be playing against Edmonton. And that was another series where a backup goalie, just not up to the task. Sorry. Who so? Well, I mean, both both Edmonton and Colorado, I feel like, are going to be scoring goals in droves. It's not going to be a very defensive uh, display out there on the ice, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun to watch, that's for certain. And you're right, there's not going to be a whole lot of one nothing games, that's for certain. Mm. You got If you're going to beat Colorado, you kind of kind of jump on them early. You can't give you can't let them start uh you know playing that wide open style. You're gonna they're gonna have to play better defense, Edmonton, that is, uh, if they have any shot of beating Colorado. Yeah. And and I think that what we've seen from both Carolina and the Rangers, I don't care who you know faces off against Tampa. I think Tampa's the the favorite to, to walk over either Carolina or the Rangers, and we're gonna have a matchup in all likelihood of the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Colorado Avalanche, two of the best teams in the league, Grump. Yes, I 100% agree. Uh, I think it will be a walkover for Tampa. I, I Like I said, Tampa, Colorado, isn't that what the league really wants? So I know they kind of wanted Florida. Florida wasn't up to the task either. But Tampa, Colorado, I think the league would be happy with that final. Hmm. Scott L saying, good evening, guys. What's up, Scott? And what we're going to be doing, too, because, you know, we're figuring we're going to have the phone lines open here today, um, taking calls in about the season, taking calls in about expectations you have in the offseason. If you're excited about the draft, I want to hear about that, too. Um, you know, going forward, we're going to be starting to establish. I know we've got some craziness still going on with our schedules. We'll have our guests established, so we'll have that going forward to Grump. And we'll be talking at more philosophical items, I feel like, going forward. John M. saying, good evening, boys. Barzal playing for gold for Team Canada. Yeah, he had a really great game against Sweden. Um, and good for him, right? Good for him is good for us. And Kiefer Bellows has looked really good for the United States as well. Mm. Let me go ahead and show you. Did you happen to see this? And this is thanks for Eve. He sent me this uh, fantastic goal by Matt Barzal. Uh, Grump, let me zoom in on this for you so you can pull it up and see it. Um, I mean, he rifles this past Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic. I'm sorry. Ooh, well, he's got the shot, health. right? He's got the shot. It's just about him taking it. That's always been the issue with him, right? More of a creator than a goal scorer. When he shoots more, the better he is. Here's the other thing, too. He might feel a little more empowered to go ahead and do so. And when you've got other talent around you, right? They lay off a of map or all they lay off of them, lay off of them. And they say, go ahead and beat us shooting. And, you know, it's good to see, right? We all know he's got the ability to shoot. Hopefully, 
he's going to start to utilize that a little bit more here. I mean, that's, that's, a, I mean, that's in the tour department. Yeah, that's, a, that's just a really nice shot. You can't let a guy just walk in like that. I mean, he just he just picked that top corner right there. Boom, short side. No, was that short side or long? Side? Yeah, it was short. It was short side, bro. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. He's got that ability. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's beautiful. Thanks, Eve, there for this. This is uh, quite a dangle and quite a rip by Matt Barzal. Puts it right over the shoulder. I mean, there's nothing you're going to do to stop that shot. No, not a butterfly goalie. Once they go down, I mean, if you can pick top corners, you can you can score on butterfly goalies. Did you happen to see? Well, actually, I know you didn't see this. You're not on social media. And thank you, Alexander, for for sending this to me. So there was an article by one of the clickbait sites that was. Now this is it's not it's not an Islander clickbait site. This is a Toronto Maple Leafs clickbait site. So it's a little different. We're in uncharted territories, Grump. But the editor in Leaf, just like the editor in chief, I guess. He says the Islanders clearly need to rebuild and the Leafs need a goalie. Sorokin should be their main off-season target, Grump. So he spends it's <laughs> this this guy who writes the article, James Tanner, spends about I don't know, going through about three different pages. It's one of those where you have to click every freaking page to hit next, 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 so you can read the whole article and all of its nonsensical ideology. So you get new ads on there every single time. That's how they get you, right? Every single time you get a click, they get some money. But <laughs> the, the fact that he's not wrong, you know, that the Islanders are in a spot to where, right, they need to retool, they need to change the image a bit. But he tries to he tries to extrapolate the fact that because Ilya Sorokin has a high, um, he has a very, very high, high danger save percentage that, oh man, the Toronto Maple Leafs need a goalie just like that because Jack Campbell didn't have a great, a high danger save percentage so Ilya Sorokin needs to be slid right in and and he goes through you know oh man this is a no doubt elite goaltender you know the Islanders have a lottery ticket in a guy like this that you know they could really get a huge return for right he's got two years left you know of, of certainty and on a cheap four million dollar deal and he's and he's an elite goaltender right they they've stumbled upon a lottery and you know if I'm the Maple Leafs this offseason and this is a direct quote I would seriously consider making a massive offer for Sorokin do they tell what the massive offer would be no of course they didn't fucking do any of that so <laughs> it's one of those articles to where they and again on social media people started to say oh no you know is this a good nobody in their right freaking mind would ever no islander fan in the right mind would ever consider trading a guy like Sorokin. and i mean ever well see that would be my first question for this gentleman what's his name james james why would the Islanders trade a 26-year-old elite-level goaltender? Because we have to rebuild, Grump. Okay. If When you're trying to do a rebuild, where do you build from? You build from the back out, right? You have that piece. Why would we do that? That would be my that, that would be my question. Don't worry. The question was asked. He said it's because they're screwed by a bad contract and they have no chance of competing before they have to pay him ten or twelve million dollars a year because we've got so many bad contracts. So the next two years we don't have a chance to compete. So Miles will just go ahead and trade him now before we have to go ahead and try to pay him ten or twelve million dollars a year. He's a moron. Like I said, I'm gonna bet that 
he's probably part of the network with Islander clickbait sites as well. I'm going to bet. I have no earthly idea. It's just stupid. It's lazy. And it's like, okay, we want people just to look at our page. We'll just throw any piece of shit up there. And, you know, I mean, that's not happening. You are. I'd make that deal. I want Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, um, who else? And Morgan uh, Riley. That's who I want for and Sorokin. We're sending back Anders Lee. We're sending back uh, guys who Anders Lee that. and Ilya Sorokin. There, there's my deal. I'll take that. Now that I would do. That totally revamps your offense. There you go, and you get rid of I'd that be, albatross. I'd be fine with Varlamov as their netminder if we had those offensive pieces. Yeah, sure. Me too. Oh, my God. I figured you'd get a little bit of a kick out of that. That It's, it's so dumb. It's, it's so it's, dumb. It was one of those two, and he goes on, he says, yeah, at the cost of acquiring him would be astronomical, but for lease management, it's hard to see how they how they bet their entire careers and reputations on a goalie in Jack Campbell that carries any type of risk. Um, Sorokin checks every single box that you would want. He should be He should be available. He should be available. And he's got a very cheap contract, and he is elite at saving high danger shots. It's like they don't, I, I, my God, it's like they never pay attention to the Islanders, right? Here's the thing if you cover the NHL and you're going to write an article, it would be like us writing an article. Oh, man, you know what? The Flames could should trade Kachuk. I think that's a great idea for him. They should trade him. And I think the Islanders are a great spot for him. It's like they don't understand the dynamics of the team and the player they're trying to, to opine that should be moved. I've never seen a lazier, a lazier piece before in my life. I've seen a lot of lazy pieces. That's lazy. That's unbelievably lazy. It's like they don't understand that Lou Lamarillo is pushing for this team to make the playoffs and pushing for this team to win a cup. They said that they're looking to improve this offseason, not that they're looking to rebuild. I've seen lazier articles by certain Islander clickbait sites. I don't know. This is up there, man. This is up there. Um, I figured you'd get a kick out of that. And thank you, Alexander, for sending that to me because I thought it was funny. Phil's Fax sent me a tweet saying, because (laughs) one Islander site responded to this, and they said there's no reason the Islanders should or would or should entertain the notion of trading Ilya Sorokin. And I think they were for the same exact the same exact uh, parent company. I don't know. Um, I haven't done too much digging on it, but he sent me like a little clip of the title on that. And I think to myself, are they just creating, you know, like one, I'll take a bad take and it's going to get a whole bunch of clicks because it's so outrageous and it's Toronto Maple Leafs. And then that gives me a free article I can write about because some crazy, crazy Toronto, Toronto individuals opining that it would be a possibility or a smart idea for the Islanders to trade Sorokin. Again, a very cheap contract, a guy who's a top 10 goal, top five, top 10 goalie in the NHL for freaking peanuts. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they're in cahoots. Hey, let's. I'll write one, and you do like a rebound. How about that? The next article I'm going to write is: Should the Islanders look to trade away uh, Matt Barzal and Oliver Wallstrom, and we'll look to take off a Nylander off your books there? Something, something ridiculous, and uh, or maybe we'll ask for Austin Matthews, some ridiculous player that would not be attainable. Because oh yeah, the Toronto needs to improve their their defense. So I think we should ask for a straight up trade for. For Nylander and the in a in a draft pick for Scott Mayfield. Why not? I'd do that, right? Oh man. 
it's it's that time of the year where people get to the slow time and they just have to start making shit up. Um, I also yeah. heard that I also heard that the Toronto site um, was going to be putting out a piece how they should trade for Andre Vasilevsky because you know he's a really good goalie, but he really would love to be a Toronto player. And you know since Tampa's really not as good as they were the last two years, so and they're certainly on the downside. Maybe Tampa would trade him to Toronto, and then the Toronto site responded saying they don't think that that's probable. That's that's next week's article. It's not even next week's article. That's the next day's article. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one hand washes the other. It was kind of funny. I think they're the same, and I could be completely wrong. I think they were the same, the same individuals who wrote it. But I have no earthly idea. John M saying here, "Good evening, boys." Barzal playing. Yeah, I'm sorry, I read that one already. And Barzal looks great, not playing a def the defensive hockey system um, for Team Canada. Mm -mm. Grumpy. Well, here's the thing. When you're an offensive player, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have any type of defensive responsibilities, but you shouldn't be turned into a grinder. You take his the most what his skill set is and you try to augment it for a weaker part of his game, but you don't take away the creativity and the skill set that sets him apart. Just like you don't take a guy who's a great defensive player and say, all right, you're going to be rushing the puck up all the time at the expense of playing defense. It's just dumb. Different mind says, feel better, Grump. Feel Thank better. you. Goon Goon says, hi, TJ and Grump. It is uh, it is just me or whoever is in charge of the Islanders Hall of Fame banner. It's a bit of a Schmeichel or Schmeichel. It's Schlemiel. It's not Schmeichel. It's Schlemiel. What it's the hell not is Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Huh? Schlemiel. Schlemazza. Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. Doo -doo 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 -doo. What's so a Schmeichel? It's it's Laverne and Shirley theme song. Shlemiel. What's Laverne and Shirley? Oh, God. You've never heard of Laverne and Shirley? No. Back in the 70s, it was like, uh, after Happy Days, it was the most popular television show in the country. Shmiel. Laverne and Shirley. Cindy Williams and uh, Penny Marshall were Laverne and Shirley. Laverne used to wear these shirts, and they had big script L's on her chest. Well, I'll tell you this much. I, I want like, you to look up Laverne and Shirley. Google, it just says a stupid, awkward, or unlucky person, and it's a Yiddish term meaning uh, inept or incompetent person or a fool. I just want to. I just want to know how you don't know who Laverne and Shirley is. That's correct. I don't. I'll bet you if you start typing in Laverne, it'll fill it in and Shirley. L a v e r n e can't spell, so I'm illiterate. I just told you how to spell it. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley. Here we go. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley. Very. How many years was it on television? Eight years? Nine years? I don't know. A lot of years. Very popular. I couldn't tell you, Grom. They lived in a little basement apartment. Lenny and Squiggy also lived in the building, like, right across the hall. And, Hello! <laughs> Lenny would come in. Yeah, you're right. Eight seasons. Eight seasons. There you go. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne man. and Shirley, man. Yeah. Well, right now they worked, they worked at a they worked at a brewery in Milwaukee. They were bottle cappers. They used to put the caps on the bottle, on the beer bottles. I guess that's before they they started automating that and just had the machine pressed down and put the caps on the bottles. It was set during the 1950s. Okay. Fair enough. 
Um, but no, uh, uh, Shamil. Uh, I mean, how is Kenny Johnson included, but not Pat LaFontaine? No Chico Rush. Um, I don't know, honestly. I mean, Chico. I mean, Chico was like the first Islander fan favorite, and he was there for the first cup. Um, Patty LaFontaine, before he was traded, I mean, he came right at the end of the dynasty. He came in, was the last that he, I don't think he ever won a cup with the Islanders. He came in right in the year where they, uh, there was a third pick in the draft, and he came in right after they won their uh, fourth championship. He came in. And then he got moved because of contract issues uh, for Pierre Turgeon. But he was a really, really good player, Patty LaFontaine. Really was. Okay, hold on. Kenny Yonson is in the Islanders Hall of Fame? I don't know. It's this a banner. The Islanders Hall of Fame banner. I'm I'm not trying to belittle Ken Johnson, a really nice guy, by the way. Um, he was a really good defenseman during the dark times. Very good defenseman. Not Pat LaFontaine. Fair enough. Yeah, Patty LaFontaine's a Hall of Famer. He says, heck, you can even make a valid argument that Billy Harris, the Islanders' first ever number one overall pick and a good player throughout the 70s, could be included too. Yeah. It's just a banner though. It's the off season grump. So anyway, um, Richard L saying, uh, what will the Islanders do with Anthony Bovillier? Anthony Bovillier. I like that. It's auto and auto corrects. I think if they get the right deal for a player in a hockey trade, he'll be a guy that has a high probability of getting moved this off this season. He has appeal. To most teams in the league, he's got 24 years old, going to be 25. Doesn't make a whole lot of money, but, uh, you know, had a couple of seasons here which haven't been great. I think you put him on a team where you let him skate and play a little bit of offense, he's going to put up bigger numbers. What I think that's appealing That's appealing to a lot of teams in the league. What, okay. What realistically do you think the price is? He's just had a down year this last year. I'm not saying, right, his value is nothing. But I'm like, you're going to sell him at the lowest point he'll probably ever be in his career, Grump. Yeah, but he's a guy that you can move. That's my point. He's not, you know, doesn't have a no trade or a no move contract. He's a guy you can move. And he has appealed to other teams in the league. That's Those are the type of guys who get moved. But it has to be for the right thing. You're not going to trade him for, you know, a number seven defenseman. It's going to have to be for a bigger deal. Let me ask you this. Are you okay trading Anthony Bavillier and getting paid less than what you what you believe his value is because it's going to free up space, cap space? Who, I mean, it depends on who's the guy coming back. It's going to be a bigger name player. It's going to be Bavillier plus to get a player. They're not just going to give him away for a fourth round draft pick. No, it's going to be where he's a piece of a package to get a high end player. In my opinion. I, I firmly believe that, you know, if they do move him, you're right. It, it's going to be in more of a, it's going to be in more of a, a more of a complex trade. It's not going to be Bavillier for another guy who's downtrodden and has had a bad year. And, oh, they both need a change of scenery. It's not going to be like a change of scenery player for a change of scenery player swap. I don't envision that being, that's not, that's not good enough for us. And I don't envision that being, hey, that's what our ideology is going into at the offseason. I could see him being included in the Chikrin deal if that's a guy that we really are targeting. 
you know, depending on what the value of a player like that is, does help shore up the, you know, the defensive side of the puck and now frees up an additional space for, you know, either promotion from within or for, you know, you know, somebody through free agency. Right. Like if it's a chicken deal, because that's a market upgrade for our defense, our defense pairings, right? At least hypothetically, that's what people would say. And that's fine. But I mean, you're not going to move him for a Vince Dunn. I don't think that would be necessary. But for a guy like Chickering, yes, he'd be part of the deal for something like that. And I'm fine with that. You got to make the team better. You got to give to get. Mm. And then uh, John M. saying, get well soon, Grump. Get well soon. Thank you, John. Now, let me ask you this. Um, Richard L. also says, what about Kiefer Bellows, Grump? He's looked really good in the uh, world championships. I think he's got four goals, five goals, something like that, a couple assists. The United States putting a lot of pucks on net. Good for him. That's what happens when you give somebody an opportunity. And hopefully, and I think Lane Lambert will, honestly, give him an opportunity. Isn't that what you want? You want your younger guys who are not getting paid a whole lot of money stepping up and replacing the older guys so you can let them go or move them. He's done well enough for me to where I would be happy with him getting an extended role. I really would. I, I feel like he's a guy to where we've seen flashes from him. On a good team, right, he's probably a guy that plays a role as a third-line winger. For us, we're inept offensively. He could do more than that, I believe. I think he's worth more. I think he can be a, certainly be a top-six player for us. The kid, can, he's not afraid to get his, his uh, nose dirty and go to the net. And he can shoot the puck. How many of those guys do we have on this team? I mean, I'll give average. That's what I said. I said, I feel like he could do more than what a third line guy is for us, but on a good team, he's a third line guy. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fair. It's like he didn't listen to me. Richard L says here, Oliver Wallstrom. How about him? I mean, that's a guy we can't trade. In my opinion, can't trade him. That's a guy that I would not move this offseason. I don't care what the offer is or what, oh, you know, if you add him in, it's going to be a little cheaper. Well, do not part ways with Oliver Wallstrom this offseason. True. You don't trade 21-year-old snipers and finishers. You just don't do it. You want to know why? They're not available because nobody's dumb enough to trade them. And I, I got to think Lamarillo's not thinking that way anyway. I mean, Barry's the only guy who didn't want to play him. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just getting some information here, Grump. Drew L. says, hello, guys. I've been eyeing this Rangers and Carolina game in Ironta. Let in a weekie like eight minutes in. My gosh. Another backup goalie. They're backup goalies for a reason. They might look good at certain times, but to go all the way to the cup, you can't have a backup goalie in there. They're backups for a reason. Yes, Grump. Um, uh, John A. said, Edmonton lost only eight times since they got a Vander Kane. With that said, I expect Colorado to win. Yeah, I was about to say, I know towards tail end of the year, they really started clicking. They really started playing solid hockey. That's why I had them winning two rounds. I don't see them. Rome's not conquered in the day. I, I think that Colorado probably beats Edmonton, and it's going to be a Colorado-Tampa final. Yeah, that's what I think too. And kudos to TJ. He did say Edmonton would win two rounds of the two rounds of the playoffs. Let's give props where they're they're due. Yeah, Grumpy. Woo! That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. 
Uh, Richard L., the call-in number is in the top, guys. Um, so it's that uh, 318-608-2245. And here's the thing. I think it should be working. I haven't done this in a while. So, so I know I got an email from Google Voice because, you know, I mask everything. So it's, believe it or not, that's not our actual number up there in the top portion. But, um, you know, I, I try to make sure that everything was working ahead of time. I think it should be. So if it's not, let me know in the comments below. Uh, if you call, obviously, that's how I know it will. Uh, Shooters Puck Hockey says Rangers probably taking it to Game 7, and they're going to win. Ugh. They will not beat Carolina in Game 7. I was about to say, Carolina, flawed team, obviously. they I can't win a freaking road game. I still can't get over the fact that they cannot win a road playoff game. They're playing their backup goalie. Still, come on. That's the whole thing. They're playing their backup goalie. That's an issue. Okay, I don't understand that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, where's Frederick Anderson? He's still out injured, still out hurt. Um, and uh, Evel says here, yeah, I hope Coach makes Barzy shoot more often. Now, in Barry Trotz's defense, I think he did try to do that last year, uh, the year before, not this past season, the season before, where he wanted him to shoot more. And you saw that the results were positive. But once again, um, that's not – Matt's nature. He's more of a pass guy and a creator. But, you know, maybe you need to keep, hey, let's remember to shoot the puck. Let's remember to shoot the puck. And I think Wayne Lambert will do something like that. Confidence is key. It really is. And even a guy who is extremely talented, right, confidence is still something that, you know, when when things are going well and you got confidence and it's easier, right? Uh, you know, it, it's like they say when you're a team – you know, it's got a winning record towards the tail end of the year, and you've, you know, you're killing it left and right. You know, you're in a situation to where the bumps and bruises and the wear and tear of the season doesn't feel as heavy as it would be if you're a team that's out of the playoff hunt. True. 100% true. Mm. But uh, I'll tell you what, that kid didn't quit at all this year. Other guys, it's felt like they did a little bit, mailed it in towards the end. He was not one of them. Yeah. Absolutely, Grump. Absolutely. Drill says, yep, Leaf fans really think they're getting Sorokin from us. I don't think any Leaf fan that had a brain was thinking that was an opportunity. Hold on. Hold on. Leaf fans have a brain. That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? I don't think. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, he's still in a contract for two more years. Yeah, they wanted to trade for him. Um, Richard L saying Johnny hockey. I, I wish, I wish he's on the Christmas list. I, I don't think there's anybody else I'd be, I, I would be elated if we got Johnny hockey. I really would. So would I, I think he's a good fit for Matt Barzell. Now grumpy. I've got some news here. Now, this is an anonymous source, a very trusted and reliable source. That's providing some information for us has ties with members in the NHL community. Verifiably. We know that grumpy. Um, he's got a little bit of an update for us. You piqued my interest. I'm interested. That's correct. So we've got here, he said that right now, it looks like Barry Trotz might be headed to Vegas. Vegas? Vegas. Okay. Yes, Vegas. And again, this is coming from ex-NHL head coach that he knows very well. He worked He worked for NHL organizations, and or he or she, because well, we have very, very many female listeners of the show, and very many female listeners of the show, um, but uh, he or she um, has connections um, 
and again, this is coming from an ex-NHL coach. We're not going to include that name either. Um, but Trotz looks to be going to Vegas. The stars are talking to both um, Joe Quinville and Mike Babcock. Oh, it looks like maybe Joe Quinville will be back. And Tampa's AHL coach, couldn't even tell you the name of him, is also getting some interest out there. He's getting some calls. I'm going to ask you a question. And Stan Bowman may end up in Detroit as general manager with Stevie Y being moved up to president. Okay, from Chicago Blackhawks. Like I said, okay, let's say they get those jobs. So what's the moratorium on the uh, the beach thing? Six months? If Quinville gets a job and Bowman gets a job, here's the thing. I think every, I think they deserve a second chance. It's something that happened 10 years ago. They've done their time. No problem giving somebody a second chance. I just think – now here's my question to you. Do you think we pulled the trigger a little quick on hiring Lane Lambert? I think we did. That's – right? And again, like I think Lane Lambert offered – familiarity he knew the team i think for that reason right he's a good fit even if he's not a great coach or not a great nhl head coach the familiarity with the team i think truly does help but possibly maybe pull the trigger a little early but again what it looks like right now barry trotz headed to vegas i mean that's not one that throws you for a loop dallas interviewing mike babcock and joe quinville as well Man, Joe Quinville would have been nice here. Or, or here's the thing. For a team that's rebuilding, wouldn't the Tampa minor league affiliate look mighty good as a first-time coach? I'm not saying we're there, but as a rebuilding team, wouldn't that be somebody you'd want to look at? Like maybe Detroit. I mean, I think that's a nice fit, don't you? Young, up-and-coming team. You got somebody you know who knows what it takes to win. I mean, Tampa Bay is a model organization. They know what they're doing. Isn't that what you kind of look for? I did find it interesting that they want to kick your boy, Stevie Y, upstairs, though, potentially. That's why I kind of stuttered over that a bit. Because I'd be shocked if that happened. Stevie Y, I think, does a fantastic job. I take Stevie Y over Lou Lamarillo freaking seven days a week in f- you know what? I'd take him five times a day, every single day. I, there wouldn't even be a question if you offered me Stevie Y or Lou Lamarillo as your general manager. I, it wouldn't even be a hesitation immediately, Stevie Y. I, I don't know. I still think you're selling Lou a little short. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Breezebois had to come in and do the necessary tweaking to Tampa's roster to put them over the top. That That he had to do. Stevie Y loves his prospects, loves his players, not afraid. He didn't want to trade anything to get grit guys. Great for fantasy. If I need a fantasy GM, Stevie Y is my guy. (laughs) But for the NHL to put you over the top, find some of those sandpaper guys, which Tampa needed to do to uh, win Stanley Cups. Um, I don't know if he was up to that task. That's not to put him down at all. I'm not trying to put him down either because I think he did a wonderful job at Tampa, really knows how to utilize those draft picks, finding diamonds in the rough, but he seemed like he just did not want to get those final pieces to uh, get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. I'm just shocked by it. I'll tell you. I'm just shocked by the thought process that CBY may be kicked upstairs. Dallas looking at Mike Babcock or Joe Quinville. 
And okay. Barry Trotz, remember when Barry Trotz was wanting to go? We thought, hey, Winnipeg, 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 Winnipeg. I don't know, right? As every single day takes by and Winnipeg's not the destination, makes you kind of question. Okay, I'm not a big, I don't follow Dallas, but is that the only, I mean, why are you even looking at Babcock if Quinville's available? Or maybe Quinville doesn't want to go there. That could be it too. Yeah. Right. Remember, remember that tweet that that was uh, that was. Oh man, I can't remember who it was by. Um, somebody worked with NHL Network said that um, Joe Quinville was going to receive and had been receiving a lot of interest as possibly filling in as a new coach, a new head coach. Again, the first ballot Hall of Fame NHL coach was receiving a lot of interest. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if you've got a team that's got some sort of you know an open vacant spot as a head coach. If you're not trying to kick the tires and at least give him a call. I'm sure handfuls of teams are doing it. He's the best coach in the league. Yeah, very, very trusted source provided that information. So, you know, I, I put it like this, right? I, I would, I'd feel very, very confident, right? If I'm putting money down, I'm putting trots maybe to go to Vegas then. Yeah, tell me that wouldn't blow the whole. Oh well, it's because he needed, um, he needed uh, grumpy. It's because he needed uh, to be closer to family. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He was fired by the Islanders. It's not like he resigned. He was let go. So, I mean, you know, he's going for the best situation for him. I think him and Winnipeg was really a good fit, though. They score a lot of goals. They're not great defensively. He'd help them. But you know what? He'd help Vegas, too. I just wonder how some of the players would react to him as coach. Interesting fit there. I mean, they're only a few years from being Stanley Cup finalists, so... I mean, that's a good fit, too. A team that underachieves. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see that. I didn't even realize he was interviewing there. Hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hey, good boys. It's Paul from Texas. How y'all doing this Memorial Day weekend? What's up, Paul? How are you? Good, good. Uh, I got two things. One, uh, I did talk to some Islander fans at the uh, Dallas Stars game. Unfortunately, they're all drinking the Lou Lemonade. They were drinking the Lou Lemonade. They did say, Barry should be kept for another year. The team has just got bad luck. The schedule is against us. They're all drinking the lemonade. Unfortunately, they're all nuts. Unfortunately, because I couldn't, I couldn't convince them to bring them into the light and to wake them up from their coma-induced uh, lemonade binger. Second thing... Um, I have thought the, 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 something glorious has now opened up for the Islanders, in my opinion. If I was the GM and I'd be a 20,000% better GM than we would be, the Leafs have lost. They now have no excuse but to at least tweak that core. And who can we get legitimately from that core? William Nylander. I think trading Brock or Lee because they both have equal, around the equal cap hits, straight up trade for what for one of them, for Nylander, that reopens the window just a little bit. It, it creeps it back open just a little bit. And then it's, it, that gives you either a winger or a centerman, because I'm not sure which, which position Nylander plays, for Barzi. Either put him in the second line to give more scoring depth, or put him on the first line to give someone to pass, for Barzi to pass to. I think that if Lou isn't doing that right now, with all that pressure in Toronto, 
plugging those songs. Hey, how about Newlander? Straight up a blocker from the early, whichever one, whichever one they want. I would take. I think. I think Toronto would be stupid not to take that deal because they need to do something. They can't keep that core that's already brought them failure. They can't. Well, thank right. you, Paul, for thank you, Paul, for sharing it. Thank you for calling in. Grumpy and I are going to discuss that. But yes, Grumpy, what do you want to say before we? Yeah, I was going to say thank you for the call, Paul. Love it, and we definitely we want to answer all of those questions. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, first one we'll touch on is uh, the Islanders in there drinking the Lou lemonade. Oh, okay, man. I tell you. Go ahead, Paul. Grumpy. I'll let, I'll let you touch on that one too. And I'm glad Paul, again, Paul out there in, in Texas too. I'm I'm happy he's able to find Islander fans, you know, down. He's a man there. on an island. I was about to say. And so Paul was able to Paul was able to converse, but I'm sorry, Grumpy. Yes, I'll let you address that first. Yeah, I tell you what, Paul, when you are a light, a beacon of light for truth, Islander truth, you have to understand. It's like right now you're wandering the wilderness. You have the Lou Lemonators who just, yes, whatever they say is great. Barry's the best. All you have to respond, what did we win under Barry Trotz? And did we win a division title? No. You hear the crickets. Cricket, 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 cricket. Did we win a Stanley Cup? Cricket, 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 cricket. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, they need to understand. To make the team better, you had to move on. We didn't even make the playoffs this year. So you want a repeat of not making the playoffs? That's fine. But like I said, what you you are one of the people out there in the wilderness, Paul, preaching the Islanders Never Say Die podcast uh, mantra. I mean, it's you're one of you're one of the loyal legion of fans that we believe, but just don't know. People are not smart like we are, and you, obviously. So I, I took a few things away from Grumpy's response. He doesn't know how to make cricket noises. That's number one. That's true. I do not know how to make. I think I have that. Hold on. I think I've got one of those on the soundboard. I can start messing around to try to find it. But I tell you, Grumpy does not know how to make cricket noises. Number one. Um, Number two, when you're saying wandering the desert, all I can think about or wandering in the wilderness, all I can think about is Moses. Yeah. Moses for 40 years. I look wandering wandering in the desert, leading it, eating, eating manna and and, and traveling the desert. That's all I can think of, Grumpy, when you're making that. That's, That's what I feel like we are. We're wandering no, the desert. Sacrilege. Come we on. are wandering the desert, speaking the truth. Stop. Okay, sacrilege. Anyway, but um, and let's get to the second one. Yeah. What you were willing to do there for Nylander. Now, again, I, I think there's no way that Anders Lee can be moved. He's got that no trade cost. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm, and like I said, I love the idea, Paul. Absolutely love it. I'd love William Nylander on this team. Um, but you'd have to look at from from Toronto's point of view is Anders Lee or Brock Nelson as good as William Nylander I no. think well look at okay here's the thing you don't think very highly of Brock Nelson no Brock no Nelson's a complete before you talk Brock Nelson's a complete forward I think that Anders Lee number one it couldn't be moved he wouldn't be able to be moved I've discussed it before I'm not going to dive too deep in it I think the contract and the way it's structured you cannot move him Brock Nelson's a guy who has consistently performed playoff after playoff on these deep runs, right? Whether you whether you argue about, oh, I think he's streaky, I think he's this. He's a guy who plays defense. I, I you know, he's a guy who's complete complete for. I'd argue he probably plays more of a defensive game than Nylander would, 
and he's performed in the playoffs, right? Maybe they need to add a little bit of a different a different look to it. I'm not saying it. It's one of those head scratchers. If if Toronto were to make a move like that, it would be like when when um, Nashville and uh, Montreal exchanged uh, PK Subban and uh, Shea Weber. You're kind of like what? What the hell is happening here? It would be like one of those type of trades to where both guys are, you know, not well, that was a different time period. I don't think PK was ever elite. I think Shea Weber was always elite, but it was a little older at that time frame, right? Nylander obviously is blossoming into, you know, one of those guys who's going to be a really fantastic NHLer for a long time to come. And Brock Nelson's right in the prime of his career, right? He had a career year. I think that you would have to probably give up something in addition to Brock Nelson if you want a guy like Nylander. But if I'm Toronto and if I feel like maybe I need to look a little bit of a different avenue, I wouldn't be opposed possibly to exploring something like that if the return was enough. I'm going to say one thing about Toronto. If I'm Toronto, I don't do a panic move this offseason. Okay. They played Tampa really, really good. It, I honestly think they probably deserve to beat Tampa. The fact that Tampa knows how to win those big games and they got the best goalie in the world on their team is what got Tampa through. I mean, nothing wrong with losing to Tampa. Yeah, they maybe need to do some fine-tuning. A guy like Scott Mayfield would fit in perfect there. But do you really – I mean, and everyone says Nylander, Nylander, Nylander. Yeah, I'd love him too, but you, I agree with TJ. You need to give up more than just a Lee or a Nelson. You would have to do that. Yeah, it would cost. It would probably cost a little. And here's the thing: I wouldn't. Depending on what else, additionally, we would have to give up. You know, in addition, right? If let's say we're we're throwing this hypothetical where we've got to give up Brock Nelson and then something else, if it the, if the asking price is not exorbitant, I'm not opposed. Right? Let's say it's oh, okay. You know, maybe they like Bodie. I, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you what they're looking for. I really couldn't. But uh, you know, I. We, defense is one of the stronger suits of our game. And even with the youth, right? Defense is one of the stronger suits. Maybe they like Samuel Bolduke. Maybe they like guys like Bodie Wild. I, I, I couldn't tell you what Toronto's interests are when it comes to that. But you can never have a good, you can never have enough good young defensemen. That's for certain. I mean, look at Tampa, look at Toronto's offseason so far. You've re-signed Mike Mark Giordano two years, $800,000 a year. That's, I mean, holy crap. That's fantastic. That is somebody who is a culture change guy for them. Yes, he's older. Absolutely. But that's a guy who can change that culture. And I feel he did do that for Toronto this year. Toronto would have rolled over and died against uh, Tampa usually. They didn't do that this year. I mean, let's give, let's give credit where credit is due. Toronto played well in that series. Certainly better than Florida did. Certainly it's going to be better than Carolina the Rangers do. I mean, like I said, I just I, I know Toronto is really, the, the media and the fans are really upset. Blow it up. No, 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 no. That would be a mistake. Now, here's the thing. If you want to do that and you want to give me a Nylander for 50 cents on the dollar, I'm all for it. I'm jumping on that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But, yeah, so... I I I think maybe you know we we've got something you could work with there. I wouldn't be opposed for a guy like me if they're if they are looking to change a little bit. Maybe they need to update their identity, perhaps. 
Yeah, but what I'm, that's why I'm saying Giordello. Giordello, the freaking chocolate grumpy, the Giordello. That's Giordelli. Okay. Uh, what's Giordello? I don't know. Is um, that an ice cream brand? I don't know. Giordano. But let's say you bring in a guy like a Scott Mayfield. Doesn't that kind of totally revamp your defense, make them a whole lot tougher to play against? I'm just asking. It That's does. But I mean, like Giordano helped that a bit. I, you know, I, I think it's it's a sl- it's the change a little bit of the identity. They've got a lot of talent, unbelievable amounts of offensive talent, no doubt about it. Goaltending is still a little bit of a question mark with Jack Campbell, and the defense can be a little bit of a question mark at times. Those are the issues they've got. True. But like I said, they're not, they're a couple of tweaks. They're not a blow it up uh, response think, to being successful. I think the lack of physicality is something that hurts them too. Here's the thing Brock Nelson is not a physical guy. He's not a guy that's going to add a physical, nasty edge in the playoffs. That's for certain. I agree. Mm. I agree. And then Scott L saying here thoughts on a Western Conference Finals between Edmonton and Colorado. It tells you the way the league's heading. It's a shootout. Doesn't it? Yeah, I was about to say, tells you the way the league's heading. Defense is secondary. Scoring goals and being able to provide offense is the number one thing to accomplish. Edmonton, not great in that. Not great on the back end. I could score goals. I, I You know, Markstrom shit the bed, right? He had a career year for himself, and he shit the bed recently. But, you know, who knows if they were playing. If they, Here's the thing. If Calgary had a legitimate goalie, I know Marks had a fantastic year. Could you imagine if Calgary had a goalie like a Shesterkin or a guy like Sorokin or a top 10 netminder in the NHL, a, a bona fide top 10 guy, not a guy who just, you know, hey, I play well a little bit in the regular season and kind of shit down my leg in the postseason. They would have cruise-controlled past Edmonton, but didn't have the goalie. Yeah. Because Edmonton doesn't have a goalie. And that's why I'm picking Colorado, honestly, in that series. Depending on how, you know, this series ends between the Rangers and Carolina, you could have four teams that are, you know, running gun style of hockey teams that are in the finals. All four teams. Tampa's not a running gun team anymore. They're not. They picked it, they picked their spots. Okay. They're, they're not like okay, when you know, when they were running gun team, what were they winning? Nothing. Mm. It's when they got a couple of guys who could play some defense, a little bit more structure. All of a sudden, they turned into a, a, a juggernaut. That's where they are now. You watch their game now, man, they're cool as the other side of the pillow playing their own zone. Mm. And, like, again, you have the best goalie on the planet playing for you, which makes a difference. John A says, yeah, they both work for fan-sided. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to say, I thought they were. took a quick glance, but I wasn't sure. Uh, Let's Go Islanders says here, the NHL rigged, in my opinion, um, or laughed my ass off. The Rangers play against Ronta and, um, ooh, the main. Yeah. I mean, okay. Again. Here's the thing, though. We benefited big time from similar items last year. Yep. We played against Tristan Yari, who had one of the worst postseasons for a goalie. I think his save percentage compared to expected save percentage or like based off of the quality of shots they had was one of the lowest that since they've started recording that metric in the postseason. He had a hideous postseason and we played against Tukarask, who was on a career ending injury with a torn uh, hip labrum that literally ended his ended his NHL career. 
So you could say that, you know, looking in retrospect, we got lucky like that. But, I mean, the Rangers have had a very fortuitous, uh, very fortuitous schedule against the teams they've played. Yes. And you know what? That's like, again, that's said, some of it, though. That's some of it, right? You got to get lucky. Got to be good. And you got to get lucky sometimes. Yeah. I don't think it, the NHL is rigging that. Just the fact that Anderson was hurt. You're playing Ronta, who's a backup. He's a good backup, but he's a backup. And Deming is a third stringer. Ronta just pulled, gave up three goals on 13 shots. Well, like I said, he's he's anti Ronta. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he would rather sign Forsberg than Johnny Goudreau. We need a sniper on Barzal's line. Yeah, I I take I, Goudreau over for over Forsberg. I think, and and the reason for that is I think I know Goudreau. I think is older than Philip Forsberg. Goudreau's style, as we've mentioned before, is one I think ages a little better. He's a guy who kind of avoids contact. He's a guy who's slippery in that nature. He doesn't have a lot of hard miles on his body. What is he, 5'9"? Five, five, he's small, 5'9", something like that. He's more of a skilled finesse player where he's he, his, his style will last him a long time. It's not like by the time period he's 33 34 years old, he's really at the tail end of his career. He could still be productive at those ages because of how skilled he is offensively. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, but you're saying, you know, age difference. I mean, it's like 28 to 27. They're young. I mean, they're both they're both this, relatively the same age, right? Uh, how old is Goudreau? Goudreau's 28. Okay, so one year apart. Yeah, so to me, the age difference is negligible, honestly. Uh, particularly when you look at the skill set. I agree with you. Johnny Gaudreau, he's not a – I mean, he's a smaller guy, a really shifty skater, uh, a la Matt Barzell. I just think he's a perfect fit, and he does not take a whole lot of hits. I mean, that's really beneficial. Let's go on. This also says here, although Wallstrom is our sniper, he needs some more time. Well, I'll be interested to see. He's not a finished product. I don't even think next year, right? I I think here, hopefully next year we're scratching the surface. I feel like we've been scratching the surface. Hopefully next year we get to see a little bit more stability, hopefully more confidence in his game and allows him to grow and develop as a professional. That's what we're hoping for next year out of Oliver Wallstrom. I don't necessarily have a specific barometer as to how many goals and assists I want him to have yet. I want to make sure this kid is going to be able to be successful in NHL and what we all had envisioned one day. Um, True. Sunday Sand says here, Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff of Happy Days. Very true. It's uh, Fonzie was dating Laverne, but he needed a date for Shirley. And Shirley was real mousy in the Happy Days episode. And she would just, and he got Richie to go on a date. And she just rested her head. She was wearing a little uh, black spaghetti string dress. And she just kept on laying her head on Richie's shoulder. And, you know, hijinks ensued when she's in the house, when Mr. and Mrs. C were not there. So happy days were Fonz. This was a character from the happy Days shows, and they made a show based off of a character that appeared in happy days. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. It's called a spinoff. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, Brett W says grumpy. Don't ask him. Don't ask if he has seen Mark and Mindy. It's Mork and Mindy. It's not Mark and Mindy. Mork. I thought it was a typo to be honest with you. Mark, Mork and Mindy. Have you never heard of Mork and Mindy? Now that you mention it, it's something with an alien with, uh, who is the dad actor? What the hell is his name? Um, Robin, Robin Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. Robin Williams is Mork. 
He goes, bing boom, something like that, where he zips up or something. He's okay, an alien. So he didn't go as a bing bong. And now that you said that, I can't remember <laughs> what he did. I, can't, I had it. I was going to say it. And then you go, bing bong. And that was not it. Someone's going to have to tell me what he. Gosh, Somebody, it. next person who calls in, your assignment is to make sure you give us the Mork and Mindy, the little Mork when he goes, bing bong. Okay, that's not it. All right, first of all. And. He was that was also Mork and Mindy was also a spinoff from Happy Days. Holy shit. So everything came from Happy Days. Not everything, but That's like what it sounds like. Okay. You remember the show All in the Family? Oh no. All in the Family with Archie Bunker. You ever heard of that show? I know who Archie Bunker is. I thought that was the one, which is the one with Steve Urkel, Family Matters. No. Did I do that? I know that one. No. <laughs> no, all in the family with Carol O'Connor and Gene Stapleton played Archie and Edith Bunker and uh, Rob Reiner, who's a really talented director or was. Um, he played Mike Stivick and uh, the little Goyle, Gloria, was Archie's daughter and Mike Stivick's uh, wife. And they lived in the same house. And, you know, Mike was like a raging liberal and Archie was an ultra conservative and once again, hijinks ensued when you put those two together. But they had spinoffs. Maud. Maud was um, B. Arthur. And she uh, was a uh, uh, um, cousin of Edith. And then she got her own spinoff, Maud, which is very popular. And also out of that show came Good Times with her housekeeper, Florida Evans. So there you go. Okay. Man, I mean, that's they were all interest me less. They were all created by Norman Lear, who's still alive, and I think he's a hundred years old. Well, Sam Dauber played Mindy. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to me either. It says La Fontaine and Charles Wong parted on bad terms. Charles Wong's dead, so that doesn't count anymore. Yeah, um, Sunday San also said, "Yeah, Laverne and Shirley used to go on dates with Fonzie and Richie." I think it was one day. I think it was one episode where they had a date. That was how they spun off Laverne and Shirley off of Happy Days. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Janssen is in the Islanders Hall of Fame. Wow. Okay. Wow. Nice guy. Really, really nice guy. Shocked he's in the Islanders Hall of Fame. Hey, bad teams got to have Hall of Fame players too. It's just like, okay, because we haven't had a good team in so long. We haven't had a player who's worthy of being in the Islanders Hall of Fame for so long. We need to have somebody from that time frame. And they say, you're the best of the bad. Okay, here's the thing. If Josh Bailey gets into the Islanders Hall of Fame, it'll be another bad player on bad teams. But he was just there for so long, he's like freaking the wallpaper. I told you, in order for him to make the Islanders Hall of Fame, or for people to even have a conversation or to have a point, he, they would have had to have won a, won a cup. It's as simple as that. If they won a cup, perhaps, but since they didn't, no way. Jeremy F. says here, Grumpy, let me ask you this too. You look like you very violently blow your nose over there. You got to get the shit out of your nose. I'm not like, well, <laughs> got to blow it out of there. I, I, I'm I, trying not to look at you because it looks violent and it kind of distracts me a little bit. We go, <laughs> it looks like it hurts, man. I hope it's not hurting you. It's not hurting me. Okay. I'm going to hurt you in a second, though. <laughs> And don't come over here, Grump. Jeremy Ford here says, um, it's Saturday night. Good evening, fellas. Did you catch uh, the avalanche against the Blues in game six? I swore I was watching the Islanders, uh, Islanders when I was watching the Blues. That's a bad goal to give up in the last four seconds. Oh, 
I really thought the Blues were going to win that game. And he just, that's what happens when you got a backup in there. Those In the the most inopportune time, they're going to let in a goal they should not let in. My gosh. Oh, um, Rangers and they're up four to one. Mm. Yes, game's over. Four to one. Oh, Rangers up. and Carolina will be playing on Monday evening. Game seven is what it looks like, unless the Rangers absolutely collapse in the remaining second in the third period. Um, my little brownie, quite grumpy. Uh, I'm just, who is this benefit the most? Tampa Bay, right? As I said, Tampa is just licking their chops, saying, fantastic. Beat each other up a little more. Our team looked kind of like, hey, we played a tough series, seven games against Toronto. We swept, you know I mean? We swept Florida in four games. Now we can rest up. That's as simple as that. Um, my little Brown, here's the thing. I think Tampa would rather play Carolina than the Rangers. The fact that Carolina has not won a single game on the road, I think is going to screw with them mentally. I'm not saying it's like they're never going to win a game on the road this playoff series, but as you continue to say, okay, we're not winning the game on the road, trust me, they're aware that they haven't won a single game on the road, and the more they go deeper and deeper into the playoffs, never having won a game on the road this year, that stuff is at the front of their mind. I don't think it affects Tampa who they play. I'm just saying, I think that, I think Carolina is the more mental, mental midget team between Carolina and the Rangers. That's what I mean. But you think the Rangers are mentally strong? I'm saying because Carolina is unable to win a road playoff game, that is going to start weighing on their psyche. I firmly believe that. Um, my little brownie says, Grump, uh, would you trade Sorokin for whatever team's next four to six first-round picks if we're in a full rebuild? That's two first-round picks in the next four to six years. If, uh, yeah, see, that's... I, I, that's a, that's an interesting question now. If we're doing a full-on rebuild, shoot. There's other guys I'd rather move than him. It's, that's, no, no, no. Answer the question. Um, Yes, I would. Then, But you're in full rebuild then. It's a whole, it's a fire sale. If I was you're, moving, say, you're trading Matt Barzal, you're trading, got, you're trading anybody and everybody that has, you're doing an Arizona Coyotes. Yes. In case. Yes. But no I mean, like, often everybody goes. Yikes. That's a tough question. Because everybody has, right? They always go that everybody always has a price, right? I don't know what, I don't know if there's a rule of how many first round picks you can trade in advance. Yeah, I, I think know. it's three. Okay, maybe it's three. But I know, like in the NFL, you can't trade more than three years out. I think the same, I think it's way, the same way. It's the same way with the, it's the same way with the NHL. Yeah. So, but it, you know, this hypothetical, let's say they give you three years in a row of their first and second round picks. Well, it depends on who the team is. Like if it's, let's say, Florida or Carolina, teams that are going to be picking, or Colorado, teams that are going to be picking at the bottom of the first round every year, it's less appealing. Yeah, as I say, if it's a team that's a tweener, where it's like, okay, we're a team that we think we're on the cusp and we think this is going to put us over the top, I'd be more apt to do that. But think about that. Three first and three second round picks in the next three years drafts for a guy like Sorokin. Man, oh man, would it freaking hurt? But you know, if you're trading Sorokin, you know you're just okay. We're you're writing off the next freaking three or four years. You're just writing it off. Yes. Maybe even longer. You may be writing off the next five years if you trade a guy like Sorokin away. You're totally blowing it up. 
exactly. you're, you're nuking the entire organization. They're not going to do that, but it's an interesting thought process to say, Hey, if you know, all things aside, uh, you know, what, what's the price you would have on a guy like that? Cause I think he's our most valuable player by a country mile. Sorokin's our most valuable player on this team. Three guys on this team for me are unmovable. Sorokin, Dobson, Barzell. Yep. Everybody else for the right price can be had. I'd put I'd put Wallstrom still there in the unmovable category a bit. Okay. My opinion. Um Oh, so everybody's favorite Islander, Josh Bailey, will be up there in the Islanders Hall of Fame. His jersey will be retired and hung into the rafters for playing a bunch of games and being extremely mediocre. It'll probably be hanging up there limp. Up there. Uh, you know, the other ones are pulled tight. His be like kind of saggy. Josh Bailey. Josh is a nice guy, too. Another nice guy. Just not a great hockey I've never player. run across any Islander or any NHL That's that right. was not a nice guy. Always nice guys. Everything to a person. Nice, nice people. It's not the, I mean, like I said, we just criticize their play. Even average Anders Lee, nice guy. Very nice guy. Just an average hockey player. Yep. And, well, people, people, and it wouldn't mind him, his, the skill set he has. It's more the contract and the term that we gave him. If he yeah. was earning $3 million a year for the next three years, I would be singing Anders Lee's praise and glory every podcast. And playing on the third line. Which yes, is where he belongs. Exactly. If he's playing on a third line, he parks himself in front of the net on power plays. He contributes a few power play redirections. He scores a few goals and he's he's putting together 45 to 50 points on the third line, making three million dollars a year. I'd be like, I love him. I love him. I would love him at that point. Absolutely love him. But it's the fact that he's got that huge contract for such long term and he plays on the first line. And you're like, oh, he's the captain of the team. Oh. There's so many things that make me go, oh, okay. No. I'm sorry. I don't value them the same way others do. But we do have an ad to read today from DraftKings Grump. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs with a DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet just $5 on any NHL team to win. You get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. A minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in the description for additional details. Grumpy old man. Ooh, nice job, TJ. I'm about to say, I'm not a better, but I mean, like, if you had... If you don't have a DraftKings account, you just five dollars. It doesn't matter if you pick the right or the wrong one. Get a hundred, hundred and free bets. There you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving along there, Grumpy. Um, John A says Bavillier to Montreal. Um, what do they have that could appeal to us? They have younger guys too, but I don't think they're willing to trade their younger players. I mean, I think he'd be a good fit for Montreal. I think Marty Saint Louis would get a lot out of him. 
I mean, who's appealing in Montreal, though? Certainly not anybody who's going to appeal to us right now. That's for certain. They'll throw names out there like Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm just telling you. That's yikes. No thanks. Montreal's got themselves quite a few picks here in this year's and next year's draft. Now I'm looking at it. Anyway. Um, that's how you rebuild. Jeremy Ford said, why do we want to move Bavillier? The only way I move him is if we land a number two left-handed defenseman. I agree. He's a piece of the package to land a top-line winger. I was about to say, even if he's a piece of the package to get a guy like Chikrin, I'm down. I'm on board with that, Grump. I agree, too. And I think I don't think we're going to make a trade. You know, who the hell knows? But I'm thinking the big trade we're going to make is for a left-shot defenseman. I firmly yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe they try to shoot for the moon and get a, a Goudreau or a Forsberg. I'd be all down for it. I would be so excited, right? I, I think you really, as fans, we have something to be completely, you know, on board and elated about. Um, Paul O.C. says, if Toronto needs a goalie, Varlamov is available. Um, how can this guy even think we trade away Sorokin Grump? I'll let you read the rest of the comment. Um. How can this guy even think we would trade Sorokin to say Sorokin should be our main offseason target? It tells me he doesn't know his hockey. Yeah, I think maybe that whole site um, doesn't know their hockey. And okay. I'll just leave it at that. Matter of fact, I know certain people okay. on yeah, those okay. sites. Well, don't thanks know. so much. Anyway, we've got a call in here. Um, hey, you're live here with TJ and a grumpy old man. Who do we have calling in? Uh, hello, this is Andrew Gross from Newsday. <laughs> oh, hello, Andrew Gross. How are you? I'm doing all right. We're doing a segment here on Newsday where, you know, we're, uh, we're interviewing, you know, some of the, some of the fan sites here. And, uh, you know, I just had a, uh, had a couple questions for you there, uh, Grumpy. First of all, how, how are you doing today there, Grump? I'm doing fine. I have a question, Andrew. Um, does Lou give you a hard time for not shaving your shaving your beard when you do question and answer with Lou Lamarillo? Yeah, well, you know, he has mentioned, uh, you know, to me a couple times, but, uh, you know, I'm not on their roster. I'm not on their payroll. So, you know, I think I get by, you know, uh, because of that there. But, um yeah, so Grumpy, uh, you know, one of the first questions, uh, you know, I had for you there was, uh, who do you think your, your top-rated forward, uh, you know, for this season uh, from the Islanders are, uh, and why? Let me ask you, Andrew, if we're going to be giving this information away like this, are we going to be credited in your next article, or how is that going to work? Because I know that Phil's facts gets he gets it seems like certain people just happen to snipe information he throws out there, but Grumpy, I'll let you get to the answer. I would say probably yeah, let me just interrupt you there. Let me just interrupt you there really quick, TJ. Uh, you know, I've never uh copyrighted uh any any information there from uh from Phil's Phil's fiction, uh whatever it is. You know, anything that I put out that that he happens to tweet about the day before is just, it's purely coincidence, but uh, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and answer that question, Grom. Thank you, TJ. I think actually that their best forward this year overall was Brock Nelson. I I really don't think it was close for second place. He's not the best player on the team, but I think Barzell was just frustrated, and you know Brock does what he does, puts up a lot of meaningless meaningless goals when they don't count. But he was certainly our best forward this year, without it. I don't think it was even close for second place. 
Okay. Uh, thank you, Grump. And then one other question I had for you is just how would you how would you rate the team uh, overall uh, this season? Are we giving them an F minus, F double minus, a, a D, uh, and why? And and what type of changes uh, would would we like to see uh, going forward? Other than the obvious, you know, maybe up uh, a left-handed defenseman and and a uh, and uh, and a top six forward. Um and uh and and that'll be it from you guys. I'll hang up and uh, I'll, I'll tune in. Thank you so much, guys. And and I look forward to uh, hopefully calling in uh, sometime in the future. Uh, very best, uh, Andrew Gross from Newsday. Thank you, boys. <laughs> Thanks, AG. We appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew Gross. It sounds like the questions you're asking me and asking Grumpy, it's like you've got a homework assignment that you've got to go ahead and write an article about of what you think about the Islanders offseason. And I know you said that just coincidental that Phil's fiction happens to talk about certain items right before you post on a few of them. So that happens with us too. Also, to let you know, I was about to say, yes. Yeah, so, Andrew, uh, yes, Grumpy, I'll let you take that because uh, Andrew Gross, he's got to pump out an article. It's Memorial Day weekend. He's spending it at the freaking lake, Grumpy. I need to know what you think about the Islanders season, what grade you give them, as well as what they need to do to improve. I would say the Islanders grade for this past season was probably a C minus. Um, when you come off two straight Eastern Conference final defeats and you don't make the playoffs, I'm, and you, your stated goal was Stanley Cup or bust. The best grade you could get is a C minus. The changes need to be made. Yes, the aforementioned left shot defenseman, top four, got to be a high top four type guy. You're moving out Chari, you're moving out Green, and I think we need two top line forwards. That's what I. That's what I feel we need two, two legitimate ones, and then we're right back in the mix. Well, there it is. Look at that, Grumpy. Who would ever figure that we have so many? We've got Andrew Gross from Newsday. We've got Lou from the Landline. First of all, we don't know if he was from Newsday. He just said his name was Andrew Gross. He did at the end say to Andrew Gross from Newsday. Okay, so, I didn't. I didn't think he said that. That's fine. Perhaps not Andrew Gross. Um, I will let the I will let the listeners decide. Um, on that one. So use your critical I, thinking caps. Put your critical thinking caps. Well, on. I did. I did before because he sounded like a brown check mark guy, honestly, when he started. But then when I asked him about the beard, he did come up with a with an answer. So maybe he's a light blue check mark guy. Hold on, a brown check mark guy. What is yeah, that? Yeah, that's just like somebody just you know throwing shit out there. Okay. okay. You know, blue check mark is the guy. So he went from brown check mark when he answered the the beard question, light blue. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. You have to want we'll to vet him more and more each time he come. Every time Andrew Gross comes on, we're gonna have some questions for him. So that's how that's gonna be done going forward. Um, maybe Lou from the landline. We'll have to start getting him back on too because we need to figure out what what Lou's doing. He's, again, he's got he's got things close to the vest this this year. Um, uh, Scott L says here. I know he hasn't lived up to expectations, but what do you guys think about Jonathan Drewen, uh to put him with Barzal possibly? Um, wouldn't have, you know, to give up too much for him either. Um, would I try uh, John, Drouin. Jonathan Drouin? Yeah, if you had, if, let's say the price is a fifth-round pick, oh, why not? It's not going to be a fifth-round pick. He doesn't play now. I mean, what's his value? He, he, he has no, Hold on. His average time of ice was 17 minutes a night when he was healthy. He played 34 games for Montreal and scored 20 points. What are you talking about? Come on. Come on, Grumpy. 
Okay. I can see I a know. guy like that, right? If they're going to do a one guy that needs another change of scenery for another guy that may need a change of scenery, I could see a guy like Jonathan Drew in for, for Anthony Bavillier. No way. No way. Anthony Bavillier shows up every night. No way. No way. There's no way. Like, like I said, that's not a move. Uh, that's a downgrade for us. Jonathan Drouin, Drouin is borderline bust-out material right now. He washed out of freaking Tampa. When Tampa was so eager to trade him, that should tell you something, right? What does it tell you? They know what they're doing. Mm. Anyway, Grump. Um, what's the score of the game, Grumpy? I don't know. Coward. I don't know. Stop. People are uh, posting these. I don't know what the score of the game is. Um, let me refresh it. Four oh, to one, right? Four, four to two. Four to two. Um, Rangers over the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and people think that uh, Toronto. That uh, Toronto people. Oh, people will think that Toronto, or in Toronto, that Varlamov will be as good as the Barry Varlamov there. Good luck with that, Toronto. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, he's going to take a step back. He's a guy who really benefited from the system. I think it's as simple as that. Josh M says, who of the big three names would you prefer the Islanders acquire? Goudreau, Forsberg, or Fiala, or take someone not mentioned to the bunch, Grumpy? I'll let you rate who would you rather have on your wish list. Mine is pretty much already cemented in, and then I'll have you add in any little caveats of what you're looking for the offseason. I'm looking at just in that order, one, two, three. I'm really not interested in Fiala. The assets you'd need to give up to get him, you don't have enough assets to get him and a left-hand defenseman. You just don't. Yep. But Goudreau, his thing, he's a free agent. It's just money, and we have money. Forsberg would be my second choice, no on Fiala. And that means you're able to – and then I would go for another, uh, you know, Burkowski. Why not go after him as your number two forward mm. in the offseason? Then you've, then you've actually made marked upgrades to your offense and your defense. And we've got here because, you know, we're, I wouldn't, depending on what type of move, how serious are the moves going to be, how many we're going to make, if we make a lot of serious moves, if Burkowski is going to be cheap too, keep your eye on a guy like that. Um, in addition, right? We can't just say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to lose out on all the big three and we're looking at Burkowski, right? That's not enough, in my opinion. Uh, Goongoon says here, uh, who was the greatest rock guitarist of all times, Jimi Hendrix or Eddie Van Halen? How about Jimmy Page? Yo, says they're all great. They're all great, right? Um, probably the greatest lefty guitarist is definitely Hendrix, right? But Eddie Van Halen changed how people viewed guitarists mm. back in the late 70s. Yeah, scrumpy. And um, you know, Jimmy Page played for Led Zeppelin. Enough said. Okay. Drew L says here, Bellows Walsh. I like how you just disregard anything that you know nothing about. He was asking about guitar gods. And that's just like, yeah, okay, move on. Well, hold on. Nobody cares oh, about that. The reason why, Grumpy, is before we started that I called you up, you're napping, you weren't feeling good. You said, let's try to keep this one short today, is what Grumpy said. And I know if I'm going to let you talk about Guitar God, just like when we're talking about Mork and Mindy and uh, Laverne and Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days, Grumpy, we're going to go on for five, five, ten minutes on that little topic. So yeah, I try maybe. to keep you geared towards what we're talking about, Grump, because I don't want that. Yeah, you said try to keep it short, and if we keep it long, if it's long, it's my fault. So I'm trying to keep it short like you'd asked earlier on. Well, it's because you have nothing else to talk about. Why don't you talk about us? How? Why don't you tell everybody how you put the radio on on Friday on the drive into work? Why don't you tell Maybe that? Today too, buddy. Wow, so. two days in a row. Don't spoil yourself on the ride. 
Yeah, two days in a row. Saturday, it felt good. Who only listens? Guess what? You could play the radio every day into work. Who doesn't do that? Yeah. What I the listen, hell? I only listen to it on Friday mornings. Just a little hell? thing I do. Um, Drew L says here, Bellows, Wallstrom, and Dobson were power play gods for the last season. I'm excited to see them get the get an Me opportunity. Too. Me too. Dobson, I'm really expecting to continue to take another step forward to this next year. He may struggle a little out of the gates, right? Don't be surprised if you're like, oh man, we're not seeing he was not as productive as he, you know, he was towards the tail end last year. He took a huge step forward at the tail end last year. It's it's not unreasonable to think, okay, based off of that, at the beginning of the year, may start a little bit further behind and he takes another step forward where he's picking up where he left off last year towards the tail end. Don't be shocked if something like that were to happen. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I expect those guys. To, I don't expect Dobson to take even a slightest step back. You're going to have, I hopefully, he's paired with Pellick, which means his game should just take off right away. Jeremy Ford here says, Bellis reminds me a little bit of Jake DeBrusque. Ugh, I'm not a fan of Jake DeBrusque. Why are you not a fan of Jake DeBrusque? Okay, Jake DeBrusque is exactly that. He's a third-line winger. What's wrong with that? I like Bellows better. I like Bellows better. Jake DeBrus gets a lot of shit, too. That's all I'm going to say. They're always trying to trade him out of Boston. Okay, it's because he... Okay, he's had time periods before in the past where he's put up... When he was... Okay, when he was 20 and 22 years old, he was putting up 40 points in like 60-something games, 60, 70 games a year, right? He's averaging, you know, 0.75 points a game, right? He's stagnated at that spot. They think he may has. They think maybe he's got higher value. And last year he really struggled. He had he'd, he had fourteen points in forty one games and was healthy scratch sometimes last year. There you go. Hasn't progressed the way they thought he would. Simple as that. Maybe a change of scenery does him good. Let's go. Islander says if Lambert lets Barzal do his thing, he's gonna be he he is becoming an eighty plus point player like he's supposed to be. I don't think the system is going to be where we're just going to let Barzell do his thing. I think you'll have more freedom. But remember, you still are saddled with the rest of the players on this team. We cannot play the running gun style here. Not with the, not with this team right now, we can't. DDT says the young Rangers are gaining lots of experience in the playoffs. Well, if they beat Carolina, they're going to get a big experience upgrade. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Man, we thought we were good. We just got our asses swept by Tampa Bay. Mm. Uh, we shouldn't trade for Fiala because his stats were inflated by Kaprizov. I know they played on separate lines, but I know he wasn't the main target, right? I mean, Fiala played power play. That's the only time. He, and, and a lot of points came at the end of the year, but I know he did not. As many people let us know, and thank you for letting us know that, reminding us that. I didn't watch every Minnesota game out there, but Kevin Fiala did not play often at the same time on the ice as Kirill Kaprizov. They did play on the power play unit together, though. He's not going anywhere. Correct. I don't think so. Um, Pony Boy Curtis says, boys, 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 I love you. What's up, Pony Boy? Hope you're doing well. Nick Capria. What is this, Grumpy? Caprios. Capria. 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 Caprios. Caprios, Grumpy. was also commenting on trots to Vegas based off what he's. Look at that, Grumpy. Looky there. Look at that. Caprios. I guess. Uh, here's the thing. I know this. I know well, this. Wait, what would you say? Caprios? Well, how do you pronounce it, huh? Caprios. Caprios. It, it sounds like a Greek name. It. Oh, God. Oh, 
Caprius. Caprius. You said Caprius before. Caprios. I don't know what the hell you said before. You get a damn read the whole name. It's like you just look at a couple of letters, just add all the ones, subtract ones, and just say that's what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this. The source we got that from is very reliable source. So I wouldn't be shocked at all, something like that. Or that's at least the way it's leaning right now. Uh Vegas actually seems like a good fit for Barry, you know, because he gambles. <laughs> On the older vets, instead of actually adapting the new landscape of the NHL, there you go. That's um, close to the night, by the way. Thank you, Drew. Without a doubt. <laughs> Grumpy, of a would you rather have a beatboxing anus or detachable nipples? So I just would assume that's a farting butt. You you fart a lot or detachable nipples? I'd rather fart a lot. Sorry. Let's go Islander says here, Vegas needs to get rid of some cap unless they're going to pull, uh, you know, a Tampa Bay every year. Mm, absolutely. Don't you have to um, win something to pull a Tampa every year? Well, I mean, they mean more cap-wise, Grump. Oh, okay. Come on. If, come on, Grumpy. Ponyboy Curtis says, Grumpy old man, initials GM. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. There's, po- that, well, that's, there's a new post of the night right there. Mike Smith looks like a foot. Yeah, he's not look good. He looks like he has a detachable anus. The fact that the Flames lost to Mike Smith is embarrassing. The fact that the Flames lost to a goalie who gave up more than a freaking shot from the freaking center ice, from center ice, and snuck past Mike Smith. Ugh, yikes. Yeah. I mean, but people let that go. They won't. I mean, they won that game. They won the series. So people forget about that. Let's go Islander says, knowing Lou, they're not going to make any big moves this offseason. I think they ha- I think he knows they have to make some type of move this offseason. Yep. I've every year I've been on the no, he's not going to do anything. TJ's always, yes, he is, yes. I'm like, no, he's not. But this year I think he absolutely will. Uh Matthew C said the Canes just forget how to play on the road. It's annoying. I I don't know what it is. And they haven't been like that all year, honestly. It's just one of those things this year. Put him here to says lackluster Lou picking daisies again, shaking my head. Yeah, that I tell you, some of these coaching moves, like man, did he? I mean, I had no problem with them firing trots, but maybe you should have looked at some other avenues, perhaps. John A said there was an article posted by NYI Hockey Now stating that a source claimed that during the All Star break, Goudreau said he was interested in going to the Islanders. I could see that. But how interested, right? If he's like, oh, yeah, what team's interested? Maybe the Islanders, maybe the Flyers, maybe this team. He could have rattled off eight different names, you know, eight different team names. Is the, and those could all be teams that had an immense amount of cap space. So maybe his agent's like, this team can pay us $10 million. This team could pay us $10 million. That team could pay us $10 million. So maybe that's how they got to that. Okay, the Islanders are maybe going to look to make some moves. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't look. You know, here's another guy I'm looking at. And I don't know if he's under contract. I know he was somebody who was moved at the trade deadline. But what about? Um, I know he's a little bit old too. Claude Giroux. Would that Claude be somebody? Giroux's free agent. Okay. Would that be somebody that you maybe want to bring in on a short-term deal, couple of years? He's I know he's contract man. He's not the same player he was, but I mean, maybe you bring yourself in a Gaudreau and put a Giroux on the first line. That could work for a couple of years. What do you think? He okay. He's 34 years old, yeah, and he's going mean, to want money. He's going to want to be paid. Okay, but what do you think? Would you rather have a guy like Burkowski or a guy like Claude Giroux? Well, I'm just saying Giroux is not going to cost as much as Burkowski. 
Okay. I, I, let me ask you this. What do you think Giroux is going to reasonably get paid? When he went to Florida, right, the 18 games he played in Florida, he put up 23 points in 18 games. Even on that miserable Philly team, in 57 games, he had 42 points. The guy is putting up points, and even though he's 34 years old, he still knows how to freaking put the puck in the net. Okay. Like I said, he's 34th, or maybe you get him cheap for a couple of years. That's all. Tampa, you know, his thing. Tampa, Tampa will probably sign him for a three-year deal for 750 per, and it'll lead him to three more Stanley Cups. It's not like going to be like a freaking Valtteri Filippola deal. Um, if he's cheap enough, I'm all for it. Jeremy F. said, I'm just worried that Lane Lambert doesn't help the team with picking up any free agents. Outsiders might seem as too similar of a voice to Trots. I have thought about that as well. I don't think – I think a, a coach negatively can affect a player coming, but I think they're going to talk to players on the team. And, of course, where they can make the most money. But I think they'll talk to players on the team. Hey. How's Lambert? Yeah, we know Barry was a jack wagon, but what about Lambert? And they say, yeah, we like this guy. He gives you rope. He lets you play a little bit. He's definitely worth playing for. Like Matt Barzell? 30 till 3 a.m. during the playoffs. This Barry bastard told us to go back home. We can't be out partying until 3 a.m. Yeah. Ugh. He's, a, he's a real Andrew Burnett, this guy. Um, <laughs> Josh M. says here, rather see Barry in Vegas than Philly. LOL. Keep him in the Western Conference. Yeah, and for only one reason, so I don't have to hear, uh, you know, the Barry lovers come. Oh, look at this! They beat us six games, four games this year. Now you only you only see them once a year. Nobody's gonna say anything. Vegas has a lot of talent on that team. It's More talent team. than we've got. That's for certain. That's not certain. the. Here's the other thing too, right? Tell me that wouldn't be good for Robin Leonard, and like it makes sense, right? He's got familiarity with the goalie. He's got familiar, right? That, that, I mean, we've seen what Robin Leonard could do in a very trot system. Tell me that doesn't make sense for Vegas. Um, Brett W. says here, why wouldn't the Panthers want Joe Quinville back? If I'm with them, I'd want him back. He turned that team around in two years. Drew L. says, Barry won't work out in Vegas. I'm saying this because Vegas keeps gambling on winning winning a cup, um, and, it, uh, and it's going to bite him in the butt. Yes. They'll be in the playoffs, and I'm pretty certain they will not win a cup. Hmm. I thought he was going to say because, you know, he'd be on the Vegas Strip with all those little dancer girls. Hmm. Imagine Barry there. He's, he's, yeah. got a, he, he's got a great party life. Um, oh. He says Eichel and Barry won't work together. I was about yeah. to say, that'd be a freaking – Jack Eichel would have a fucking migraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That would not fit. Um, Sunday Sand says here, I got to admit, I was not sure if Sorokin was going to live up to the hype. I'm glad that he was as good as they said he'd be. I'm glad we have him, and I really don't want him to go elsewhere. Can I just say something? Sunday Sand seems like a racehorse name. Sunday Sand, coming up around the straightaway. Sunday and down the stretch he goes. Sunday Sand. Sunday Sand and Lucky Day are head-to-head right down the stretch. It's a nail biter. Sunday Sand takes the breakness. Wins by a nose. It's a photo finish. <laughs> Sunday um, Sand. Jeremy Ford said, "No way, Toronto takes Anders Lee. Uh, do they want you know Brock Nelson as a third line center for six million? They can't afford that. Pajot and uh, Scott Mayfield would be better targets for Toronto to fill. Would there. you do that deal, Pajot and Mayfield for um, Nylander? I'd do that." I We'd would have do. to take some cap back in our way, though. 
or um, no, I guess they, the cap works out too. Those numbers work out. They would get they would get more of the cap benefit. Well, that's okay. I that I would do that deal. And Pajot was it. That's a culture change guy. As is Mayfield on the back end. That's a deal. If I'm Toronto, that's a deal I'm looking at. Jeremy, man, Jeremy again. Jeremy, very underrated poster on this podcast. He always comes up with great questions, and that's a. Gr- I'm going to take credit for that. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you credit. Uh, without a doubt, that is a, that's a good deal. Nick D says here, no on Johnny Goudreau. I don't think he fits as an Islander. I disagree. Mm. Why? Because he scores. I don't know. I think I think he would fit. I think he would. I, and again, like I think, right? I like our culture. Our culture needs to be kind of revamped a bit, with a little bit more fresh blood and new faces. Not like we need to change our mentality of of you know the locker room. I'm saying we need a little bit of fresh blood on this team. A little bit of a right. Lambert's a little bit of a newer voice. He still was there all the time. So okay, but I will tell you this. Having a little bit of fresh blood, I think, would be welcome for this team. How about that, Don? I'm just going back to Jeremy's comment. I mean, you lose, and let's say I'm going to do the full revamp here, right? You lose Pajot, Mayfield, Bailey, Bavillier. You get Chikrin. You get Goudreau, and you get Nylander. I like that. Is that you waking up on Christmas morning? Absolutely. I love Scott Mayfield. Okay, I like J.G. Pajot. You know that. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What would have to go in the way to get Chikrin back then? If you're um, giving up Jean-Gabriel Jean Gabriel Pajot. I don't even Does Jean-Gabriel Pajot have a modified note, uh, modified uh, new move clause? I don't know. He don't, hands that shit out like candy, so that's one of those things I have to look at. Yeah, Let me see. I don't, here's the thing. I don't want you raining on my parade, first of all, honestly. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of you doing that. Well, here's okay. the thing. I don't want people to actually think that's a possibility, and it's like we haven't vetted it because I like it. It sounds good. It sounds good in theory, but not sure it's going to work out. Okay, he does have a modified it's no. Yeah, okay, he had a full no trade clause earlier on. He had a full no trade clause, but now he's got a modified no trade clause as of July the 1st. Maybe he so he's going to submit a 16-team no trade list. Maybe Toronto would be on the list of teams he'd go to. You never know. Okay. Okay, well there you go. It's the dreams alive, Grump. The dreams still alive. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm ready now. That's a deal. I can live with those deals. Then you move Bailey, you move Bavillier, you move Robin Sallow for Chikrin. Yes. Then you keep your draft pick too. I'm ready. <laughs> Jurel says Grumpy, the Lou Liqueur. Lou Liquor sounds more fitting. Lou Liqueur sounds better than liquor. Somebody should make an edit of Grumpy's noises, putting in the edit of animal sounds, making it. Yeah, my God. That'd be funny. Uh, Moses wandered for 40 years in the desert. Next year will be 40th year after their last Stanley Cup. Lead us to the land of milk and honey, Moses, a.k.a. Lou. Yes, Jeremy. First, he comes in with the really strong Pajot and Mayfield for Nylander deal. Then he comes up with the Moses in the desert. Yes. Land of milk and honey. Perfect. Strong yeah. post tonight. Lucky there. I love it. I love it. Um, got another comment here. Brett W says, if Toronto wants a goalie, how about Varlamov and picks for Nylander? I'm not giving up picks. 
And I don't think Toronto. Here's the wants thing too. Varlamov is a guy that could be going to to free up cap space, right? Yeah. To make it work to where you can free up space. Varlamov's a guy you can move. Simple as that. John A said, Isn't Jack Campbell a free agent? Yes, he is. He's a free agent. They're gonna have to pay him, right? They were paying him originally pennies. I think he was making like one and change a year. He Pull sucks. that up here. He sucks. Okay. Your goalie, your starting goalie. Okay, he was making 1.65, about 1.65 million a year. You're not going to get a goalie that cheap. You could say he sucks. He's a guy still in the regular season that posted pretty decent numbers. And the postseason, he was not the issue. Okay. I just don't think he's the answer. The least would do well to add a guy like Casey Zekas or Cal Clutterbuck for a year. That's a leap too far. They wouldn't bring those guys in. Um, Here's the thing. You want to throw them in the deal too? Go ahead. John, John, no, he's saying guys like that. That's what they should look towards at the trade deadline, I think is what he's meaning there. John, he said agree. Tampa can play any style. True. Oh, Pony Boy Curtis said, I'm going to call you and pretend to be Andrew Gross. No, Pony Boy. Now we know it's not the Andrew Gross from Newsday. Womp womp. There it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that may have not. That may not have been Andrew Gross. I know it may come as a shock to you. It came as a shock to me, but it wasn't Andrew Gross who called us on the phone earlier. Uh, Drew L says here, teams play off the uh, the counterattack, and now the running gun is dead. Um, this isn't the eighteen the, the 1980s or the 90s. The, um, 80s and the 90s are a great time for hockey. The Lots Islanders are closer to playing like Tampa than Colorado. A Colorado yeah. Cup would really mean that the Islanders are a long way from any chance at a cup. But it might help move Lou towards altering the team identity. Well, the big difference between us and Tampa and Colorado is, man, they have a lot of talent on their roster. That's the biggest difference. Drew says defense isn't doing much much, uh, much favors either, but Jesus, Ronta. Uh, Carolina goaltending change. Ronta out. Will be the bench the rest of the game. Toronto just needs a little bit more toughness, grit, and sandpaper, guys. Period. Yeah, think about that. Mayfield, Pajot. Uh, Matthew C said he sucks tonight. Not his night. They're going to have to regroup. Agreed. Mm. Oh, shit. Drew L saying, come on, let's get. What are you paying that from? It doesn't matter. Kitchikoff. 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 Third stringer. Um, no, he's. I think he's a draft pick, isn't he? Yeah. Here's the thing. I couldn't even pronounce Vasilevsky until he was in the league for a couple of years. <laughs> Drew L. Says, unknown oh. caller. Oh, unknown caller. Yeah, Grumpy, sorry. I forgot to go ahead and change the... Uh, let's do this. Um... I told you there was going to be at least one or two mistakes on my end. I just had that. Watch Wally scratching the surface. He puts up like 60-plus points just to make Barry look like a fool. That would be fantastic. Hey, who's calling in? Can you hear us calling? Can you hear us right now? I can't hear him. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to hold on a second. Hey, you're here live with TJ and Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to make a prank call on Andrew, uh, being Andrew Gross, but um, you kind of messed up the timing. But anyways, it's Drew. How are you guys doing? What's up, Drew? How are Drew, you? What's man? Up? Good, good. Um, I just had like two questions for you. Um, 
Hey, the first one will be relatively quick. I was just wondering what your guys' um, thoughts on point predictions next season for the young guys. You know, like the Bellows, the Wallstroms, the Barzies, the um, the Dobsons, those guys. Okay, and then what's the next? It's going to take us a second to think about that one. And what's the next question? I'll give Grumpy some time to think about it, and I'll give me some time to think about it too. <laughs> oh, next one was just actually wasn't even about this. It's about TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. I was wondering if you guys are going to open up the phone line to that tomorrow as well. We've never opened up the phone line that amount of post. Um, I was about to say, if people want us to open up the phone line on that, I mean, it's the same thing here. So it's not like it would be crazy of a change up. So we can definitely do something like that. I feel like it would be fun to have on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, which is going live tomorrow, which is Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could find the link in the description below, or you can find it as a featured page on our YouTube channel, Grump. I have a question for Drew. Now, have you finished up your classes for this semester? Yes, I'm I'm doing an internship right now, but um I I mean as of lately, I mean I'm only working like I don't know, three, four times a week and they're never in the nighttime, so I'm practically free. Okay. Well, I'm sure every and you did well this semester, all right? Your internship yeah, yes, sir. All right, good. I'm glad. And your parents are glad too, believe me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, Appreciate man. it though, Grumpy. All right. Well, th thanks, Drew, for the call in. Uh, we'll go ahead and answer that question, and uh, we'll jump into it. Definitely good to think about. Thank you, Drew. We'll see you. T we'll we'll answer this question. We'll be right back here with you. Thank you, Drew. Okay, so we're looking at points for Barzell. Matt Barzell, I'm saying 87 confidently. Wow. Yes. Okay. 87. Wow. I'm gonna say 65 to 70. How much? 65 to 70. What do you I have? I confident year? that a, a, a move will be made to put a legitimate winger oh, okay. in Okay. Okay. Then that's okay. the reason I'm saying 87. Okay. I'll say, I'll say, I'll take the under on 87. Not a whole lot. I'm of making under. a bold fucking prediction. I want you to do the same, damn it. Come 75. On, 75. Okay. We're still going to play a defensive type style. He'll be freed up a little bit, but it depends on who we get. So it's early. Now, Wallstrom, I think Wallstrom will be. 45 plus. I was going to say 40. 45 plus for Wallstrom. Okay. And I'll say for Bellows, I'll say Bellows. 25 is to 30. Well, how many for Bellows for you? 25 to 30. I was going to say 35 for Bellows. I'm not expecting to light the world on fire. I, I think Wallstrom takes a step forward. I think, remember, we're not going to be playing the Doug Waite system, but Matt Barzal is a hell of a lot of a, he's a much better player than he was with Doug Waite much better player and I'm, we're going to put more emphasis on putting the fucking puck in the net thank god i'd like to think more with lane lambert than we did with barry trotz a little less on we need to be so hemmed up everything in the defense's own structure 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 you know what maybe we're going to say we can afford to give up an odd man opportunity coming the other direction because we've got a top five net minder in the nhl maybe we can be a little more aggressive with our four check every once in a while and rely upon our goalie to i don't know make saves occasionally Okay. And the last one was Dobson. How many points? I know what I'm saying right now. I'm saying Dobson hits 55 or 60. I say 60. I say 60. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And here's the thing. Wouldn't you be ecstatic? 75, 80 for Barzell, 60 for Dobson, 40 plus for Wallstrom, 35 to 40 for Bellows. If we have a guy like Johnny Goudreau on this team, let's say – Hypothetically, you were to come with the Islanders. Big hypothetical. Big if. I think it would be 
it's that, a no-brainer that he puts up 87 points. I th- yeah, I think that's more points for both of them. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be like I think this year he had 115 points, didn't he? I don't think he'll have that here. No, he'll never have that here. But I could see him getting in the 90 point range, and then Barzell would be right there with him. Tell yeah. me that wouldn't be fun for Islander fans. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you. Brett W says uh he said Shabbat. Shazat. Shaz Shazbot. Was that? Shazbot. That's Robin Williams as Nano, Nano. Nano, Nano, yes. What did you say he said before? Ping bong. (laughs) (laughs) Ping bong. Ping bong. It's like somebody, ping bong, you know, like you Like a doorbell. That's right. Ping bong. Oh, God. Nano, Nano. And yes, Shazbot. That's what he did. Yeah. That that was the show that catapulted Robin Williams to stardom, without a doubt. He just... He just was ad-libbing shit all over the place. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, okay, do you, do you know who Robin Williams is? He was, I know, he's, yes, I know Robin Williams is. I'm going to try to make it so you can understand. He was the genie in Disney's Aladdin. Wow. I know that one. I know he, I know Robin Williams. Took me a second to remember his name. Um, Brett W. says, oh, my God, T.J. Urkel was on All in the Family. I don't know. Good show. I know French Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I remember that one. He was with a, Will Smith. Okay, no, Urkel was not on All in the Family. He's laughing at you when you said Urkel was on All in the Family. Okay, he's on Family Matters. Something about family. Uh, Scott L says, "Oh my God, this is comedy gold right here with the TV show references." We shouldn't even talk about those, Scott. Scott, we shouldn't even talk about those because. You know, what the hell? here's the thing, bro. I got to keep you on track. Damn, 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 damn. Florida Evans. What's that? Florida Evans. That was okay. That was in good times. And the new freaking show being John, brought into the mix. John Amos. Well, that was, I talked, no, I talked. He was in full house. John Amos was not in full house. I thought you said John Stamos. I don't know who John Amos is. Ugh. He was in the world's greatest athlete with Kurt Russell. Um, no, I think it was Jan Michael Vincent, where he played a coach, and they found Jan Michael Vincent in the jungles of Africa somewhere, and he was like a great athlete. And he was also, like I said, he played Florida Evans's uh, husband uh, in Good Times, and he was also in Maud a couple episodes, you know, before that crossover event. But the biggest, there were two. There was really a super big star who came out of there, um, but. You have, have you ever heard of Jimmy Walker? No. Okay. But he had a catchphrase. It was like, dynamite. As soon as you're going to say that, I'm like, I know dynamite's a catchphrase that was popular back in the day. Dynamite. Yeah. But the youngest sister uh, on that show was Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson's sister and the singer. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, well, do you even know who Michael Jackson is? Do you even know who Janet Jackson is? Am I just throwing these names out here for no reason? Because you just like live in a freaking bubble. You like bubble. We got to move on. Brett W. says, is Brent Sutter in the Honors Hall of Fame? He should be. I don't know if he is, but he should be. Scott Hill saying, Grumpy, do you think TJ knows who Ray Liotta is? Yes. I only reason is because I know he passed recently, and he's a, I know he's in the movie Goodfellas, which I haven't seen. I just know he's got that obnoxious laugh. <laughs> what? That obnoxious laugh. Hold on. Hold on. You've never seen Goodfellas? Oh, my God. No. Holy shit. 
I can't. Moving, on. We're moving on, moving on, Grumpy. Only so many a day. Um, Josh M., oh. why is Carolina so bad on the road? They think that they're TJ doing movie references. There is no reason for it. <laughs> why is watching last year's Islanders playoff highlights? I saw Barzal and Eberly with beards, and I was like, uh, doesn't Lou hate facial hair? Or he doesn't believe, or or does he believe in playoff beards? He believes that you only can wear a beard in the playoffs because then you've earned your ability to wear your beard. Otherwise, you can't wear a beard in the regular season. It's some dumb shit like that. You gotta earn your beard. Gotta earn your right to wear your beard. You gotta fight for the right to wear a beard. <laughs> a Sunday Sand says here. Sunday Sand says no, 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 from Mork and Mork, Mork from Ork. And Mork and Mindy. And he says, he also says, Shazbot. 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 Nano, nano. Okay. So, what the, f how the hell is he an alien but looks like a human? Oh my God. I'm, it's I'm, a freaking I'm, comedy TV show, okay? Have you ever heard of Alf? He speaks freaking English, this robot or this, this alien. He wasn't a robot, first of all. This alien speaks English and looks like a human. Oh. No. Okay. Have you ever heard no of interest, No interest. Done. No interest. Have you ever heard of the TV show Alf? No, I haven't heard of Alf. Alien life form, Alf. He was a guy who liked to eat cats. Oh, he's eating stray cats in the evenings or something? He likes to eat cats. They're a delicacy on his planet, whoever the hell it was. Look up Alf. He was a little puppet. That was actually a TV show, a very popular TV show in the I want to say 1980s, late 80s. Alf the oh my god, what the fuck's wrong with this thing? Something. Hey, let me pull him up. It's definitely something, Grumpy. If you watch television, you would know that. Do you even have a television, or do you just got your yeah, phone? Television. Yeah, that's him. That's Alf. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. Twenty-five fun facts about Alf. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about Alf, believe it or not. So uh, we'll move right along. Oh, but see, that's more of the alien life form that you would appreciate. How about ET? Have you ever seen the movie ET? I have seen that movie. It only made like seventy billion trillion dollars at the box office. <laughs> seventy billion trillion gazillion dollars, Grumpy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Ford says here: If Bergeron retires, could you see Nelson as an option to move there? I don't think Boston has anything we want. Hey, Grumpy, how are you? Fine. <laughs> just fine, Grumpy? Oh, Jesus. Just fine, Grumpy? Oh, wait, I got to blow my nose. Fine, wait, I got to blow my nose. Just talk. Look who this is, Grumpy. It's LP, the freaking Giga Chad himself. King Giga Chad Grump. Sal P, who's wearing his Islanders Never Say Die merchandise, right? He's got his Grumpy's Groupie shirt on. You can find Grumpy's Groupies. You can find the Bavarian and the Vets, which is now no longer really applicable. But I found myself wearing this going out to Target today. I wear this out and about, my my, uh, my Islanders Never Say Die merchandise. You can find all great shirts, right? You find Grumpy's Groupies, Enemies of the Cartel. You can find all of that in the link in the description below on the merchandise store. He says, good evening, fellas. I'm really hoping that we surprise everybody with inside Goudreau. We add him, Fiala, and Chikrin. I know I'm dreaming. Or how about this? I'd take Goudreau. I'd take Chikrin. And 
Could you imagine getting a guy like Marta Grumpy with that dream he just came up with? Man, oh man. No, Nylander. It wouldn't be more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nylander. Um, Paulo C said, yes, TJ, the Rangers will give Tampa more trouble simply because they've got better goaltending. The Rangers somehow play very well against Tampa. The Rangers were 3-0 and against Tampa this year. It's the playoffs. Now, I just want to say, what can you put um, Sal's picture back up? You want to look at the Giga Chat himself again? Doesn't, doesn't, I think the way you talk, I think he should have like a trident. Sal, I want you to bring it next, next time you update your, bring your trident. profile picture. I need you somehow to get a trident. I need you to get a <laughs> trident and I need that to be the dark ominous, but I need you to be like freaking, which is the one that's under the water? Is that Zeus or is he the one in the sky? Zeus is the one in the sky. That's Hercules. Which is the one dad. that's in the Neptune. water. Neptune. We need you to look like freaking Neptune. Got his little beard. Got, boom, and he's got himself his trident. Neptune, king of all the ocean. Zeus. Um, Varley to Vegas or Leonard, an additional player. Or, for, or Leonard, an additional player. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh, let's see here. Jimmy Page. Woo! Mr. Trollage. I don't know. Trollage. This is Trollage is flexing hardcore over here. Mr. Trollage, man. Yeah. I, making my head hurt with how hard you're flexing, but I like it. Good physique. He says, Jeff Beck deserves to be considered as one of the best guitarists, too. I don't think that's the original Mr. Trollage, by the way. I don't think that's Mr. Trollage either, but I, just in case it is. And he's right. Jeff Beck was a fantastic guitarist also. Drew L says, Carolina looking really good the second in the second period, or second half of the second period. I'm inclined to think that the game's not over just quite yet. Jimmy Page, Jimmy freaking Page, TJ. Yeah. I honestly I couldn't even tell you what band he played for. Uh, you're kidding me, right? And they, uh, was it, is it Led Zeppelin? All right, hold Jane on. Halen? Yeah, I'm, you just chill your logistics. You talk for a minute. I'm going to be right back. Okay, sounds good. Um, <laughs> Josh M says here, <laughs> he's gone. Josh M says here, I grew Drew. They've woken up. And they have another power play talking about Carolina is looking good. Dan L said, Grump, I asked at the end of last show, I proposed a bridge deal for Dobson to buy up some years of free agency. You said no. Could you elaborate a bit more as to why? I want him here for the next or for the next several years. Um, I don't think they're going to give him a bridge deal if they can avoid it. I think they're going to probably do something short term. It's going to keep it to where the cap hit is less now, and they're going to have to pay through the freaking teeth later on, I believe. I think maybe that's what Grumpy was thinking, too. I think that Lou is going to do anything in his power to to, to really push for right now. And to do that, we're going to have to go ahead and keep things short. Um, we're going to have to keep... <laughs> We're gonna have to keep things short term on that concept. What's that, Grumpy? This is Jimmy Page's legendary dual neck guitar. That he well, it's a replica. Um, that he played <laughs> "Stairway to Heaven" in. You ever know "Stairway to Heaven"? It has Stairway like to a, "Heaven's" a Led Zeppelin song. That's right. And they had, you know, uh, early. It's more like him an acoustic. Uh, sound for the guitar, and then he goes electric car, and he he flips the little switch right over here. You know, hey, right there, Jimmy freaking Page. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> Thank you, Grumpy. Don't, don't blow a gasket there, Grumpy. Thank you. Danielle wanted to know your thought process, why you didn't want to go ahead and buy out a few years of restrict or a free agency for um, Noah Dobson. Um, um, no, I'm all for that. I'm you must have, I, you must have said something last time that was a little little or a little rash, Grumpy. I don't think they're going to do that, but I'd like to see them do that. I the more I'm looking at it, maybe a four-year deal, which brings him to age 25, and then you give him the eight-year max deal. I mean, you can give him an eight-year max deal now, but that's only going to bring him to age 29. And you can do that as well, but you might save a little bit of money. I mean, if you, I have no problem doing either one. He's a long-term piece for me, without a doubt. Uh, Ponyboy Curtis says, boys, whoever did that Andrew Gross impression was very convincing. He was very <laughs> convincing. Um, yeah, I remember Dobson literally scored, what, like 50 points in the second half of the season. I think he's putting up 65-plus points this year. I think he had 50 points for the year. Did TJ say Paul Correa or Kiprios? It was Nick Kiprios, and who knows what you actually said. I think I said Nick Kiprios. You mispronounced it, Grumpy. You're misremembering things. SP said, what's up, guys? What's up, SP? Yeah, I don't think that's real. Um, if it's by, you know, if it's by the All-Star break while Trotz was still there, there's no way Goudreau showed interest in the Islanders. Here's what um, happened. I would not want Giroux enough vets enough. Yeah, it would have to be like for, you know, one, two years. Four million per. That, that's you know two years, four million per. I'd be down for that. I really yeah. would. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing more than that. That's why I said if he took it cheap enough for a short term deal, would that be a guy you'd be considering? And I would. I mean, for us, Lamarillo would probably give him like a six year deal at eight million per, but that's not what I would do. <laughs> He's going to probably be making around six million a year. Let's be honest. He's that's not making too, four. That's too much for him at his age. I'm telling you, he's going to make that. Uh, Goongoon says, "Hi, fellas. I'm a friend with a writer who did a good Islanders book a few years ago, and I think he'd be a good guest for your show. How can I get in touch? Discuss, uh, Goongoon. Send me, uh, send us a, a, a Twitter message. Us, um, send us a message on uh, Twitter, Islander Fans United, or on Facebook, Islanders. Or oh shit, they're not Islander. My God, I'm screwed up. I'm screwing up. Uh, it should be under." Islanders never say die. Whoops, if I can get that right. On Twitter or on Facebook, Islanders never say die. Message us there. Um, also, you could find us at, at Gmail, islanderfansunited at gmail.com. You could shoot me an email. Those are the best ways. So Twitter and Facebook at Islanders never say die. Pod, maybe I think it's, I just think it's Islanders never say die. And our email address is islandersfansunited at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, SP says Shosturkin has two points, and thanks about that. We'd love to have him on. Uh, SP says again, we're we're trying to get, we're just going to start getting all the uh, the off season preparations underway here. Um, SP says Shosturkin has two points tonight, right now. The Rangers are nothing without him. He yeah. is even getting points now with assists. Grumpy. He scores more than Josh Bailey does. Hmm. My gosh. Uh, Shesterkin is Ron Hextall tonight getting points. My gosh. And unfortunately, I think the Rangers will win game seven. They got to prove they can win in Carolina. Carolina just plays better at home. Skynell said, would you do a no. main field to Detroit for Tyler Bertuzzi no. straight up? No, I don't like Boyd Tyler neither. Bertuzzi. 
Mayfield is way more, in my opinion, more valuable than Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. And Bertuzzi doesn't have his shots. I like Jeremy's idea. Pajot, Mayfield for Nylander. Yes, I'm all in for that. Shh, grumpy. Barry is too old for seeing Vegas pole dancers. He seems like a sedentary, uh, old, stubborn man who will never, who never smiles. Maybe he'll be one of those guys who smirks. Maybe he'll be one of those guys who are kind of crawling around on the floor looking for like loose chips or something. Somebody drops a coin for the slots. Maybe he just sits there with. Bing, 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 bing. And bust. You know, maybe something like that. Just see him there at the slots with his little his little cup of coins. That's what he'd do, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, SP says here, super excited to watch McDavid versus McKinnon. Uh, I still have the Avalanche winning the cup, but uh, McDavid is a man on a mission. You know the NHL wants McDavid winning the cup. You know that, right? For certain. Joseph C. said here, Shesterkin is the best stick-handling goalie in the league. That's one thing he can repeat annually. The Russians love to overhandle the puck. They do love to play with the puck. It's like the Swedish love to go ahead when they get in the, they get kind of like caught up when they're trying they to make like safe. They love to use their head with making saves. Boom, boom, deflected off their helmet. The Swedish like meatballs. You ever heard of Swedish meatballs? I've heard that. So I've heard. And the Russians all like to play with the stick. Um, SP said, um, I think he does, TJ. Uh, Lou gives out no trade clauses like candy. True, true. Um, just as he said, it's going to piss me off for the Rangers to win tonight, only for them to have some lackluster game seven. They're going to need Shesterkin to give up no more than one goal because they can't score in Carolina. Um, the one thing is they have their starting goalie and Carolina's got Ranta. Or a proper goalie off, whatever his name is. Tyler Brownie says, what does Boston need to do to get back to their playoff winning ways? Because, um, you know, i take Marshawn off their hands if they want to go younger. I think Boston, Buffalo is about to be, I'm sorry, if I mean Boston. I think Boston's about to be in some hard times upcoming. Yeah, they're going to – I think they're a team that's certainly on the downsides. All their better players are mid-30s. If Bergeron retires, which he's rumored possibly to do, that's a big blow. Marshawn is right. He's not getting any younger. Does when does he consider retirement? It's I don't like, think. Like, hey, they're falling off the earth. Even if they play next year, they're still very good. But do they retire soon? I mean, Bergeron's like thirty-seven. He'll be thirty-eight next year, and it seems like he's going to retire. Now, Marshawn's going to be thirty-four. Pasternak is still young. Hall is like I think twenty-nine or thirty. He's going to be in his thirties. So I mean. You know, there were rumors of Krejci coming back. Who knows? Uh, but Bergeron's a huge loss for them. Taylor Hall is 30 years old. Okay, there you go. I about to say, so, I mean, like, Bergeron's a huge loss. And if, let's say, Marchant retires at 34, yikes. Maybe I, I don't know when he retire, but. Maybe Louis DeBrus could step in. Jake DeBrusque, you mean? Whatever. No, SP I think his dad, Louis, is better. SP said I've been really down uh, on picking a defenseman in the draft. I'm starting to want guys like Pavel uh, Pavel uh, Mikiovic. Mikiovic. Uh, Mikiovic. He looks great. He did. He played well. He played for the OHL. He had like 15, 17 goals this year. I think um, he played well in the O. He's a guy that he used to be a winger, Grumpy, and he's a winger turned defenseman. So well, You know what that tells me? He's not really good defensively. 
you know, he looks great. He took big steps forward this year. He was a guy who really climbed up the boards because he improved a lot on the defensive side of the puck. First year playing defense. First or second year, because remember, he was originally in the OHL, wasn't able to play the year before. He was in Russia playing in like the, the Russian underneath league. So like not the Russian elite league, but underneath that. So like the MHL or maybe the VHL. I can't remember which one, um, you know, still prefer offense, but I would be upset with Pavel. I was about to say, if Pavel file, falls to us, Mikiovic, I'd be I'd be I, down for that, too. I don't think he's supposed to fall that low, though, is he? No, uh-uh. they've got some falling to him. They've got some guys falling. him. Here's another guy, too. Don't be shocked if we look at a guy like Isaac Howard, the forward, right? I wouldn't be opposed. He's a United States skater, United States guy. He's got a good shot. He's got good skating ability. He puts a puck in the freaking net, and he's got good instincts, right? If I wouldn't, here's the thing. I wouldn't be opposed for Lambert's, Lambert's, you know, nephew. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. You know I mean? At least what I've read up on the film I've watched on, I've I've been encouraged with it. He's not available. I could see us maybe reaching. I wouldn't mind a reach there for a guy like Isaac Howard, if available. Is is he related to Mo Howard? I couldn't tell you. What Scott Ellis says here, um, seventy five to eighty points for Barzal. Um, uh, he was the coming to America, the father. He was in Coming to America, the father. Um, no, that was James Earl Jones. Mike Milbury should be in the Honors Hall of Fame. Or the Hall of Shame. 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 Lou R. said here, Grumpy, where did you find this guy? Trash can. On the streets. Um, SP said, uh, oof, can we talk about TJ's weird hatred of superhero movies? How about movies in period? How about movies in general? I watch movies. I don't, uh, man, I'm telling you, all these freaking, I don't need any more superhero movies. I'm sorry. I don't need any more. I don't like how they always, what's going on with the game, Grump? No, I'm looking at something. The Mets won today. Beat Philadelphia. Okay. I thought you were giving me the update of the game. Um, I don't like how it's like they reboot the Batmans and the Spider-Mans and the Super... They do them all the same a different... How many Batmans have there been in the last freaking two decades? Like a whole bunch of those just reboot Spider-Mans. How many Spider-Mans have there been in the last two decades? Three? Last three decades, I think. Two, three. Last two decades. Since the 2000s, right? You had Tobey Maguire... Andrew Garfield and um, young guy, the hell is his name? And young guy, yeah, young guy, he was in there. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Thank you. I'm shocked I got the other two names right. All right. So yeah, I'm just like I'm done with the superhero movies. Okay. You know, I'm done with all the stupid characters. And the stories aren't bad; they're not told bad. But I'm just like I don't know something about Ant Man. I think he's funny. I like Paul Rudd as an actor. I think he's funny, funny show, but. I don't know. I'm just I'm sick and tired of all the crazy superheroes. Just too many of them. There's okay. too many. Trump. Too many. Why is your always your go-to for superheroes freaking Ant-Man? Because it's the dumbest freaking name and idea of a superhero. He turns into an ant, then he turns big, then he turns to okay. an ant. What? When people say name some superhero movies, Ant-Man is not at the top of the list. It's like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, the Hulk. Those are the guy. Those are the guys. Ant-Man. Ant-Man? That's your go-to? Ant-Man? When I'm making my point, yes, it's my go-to. Yes. I mean, like, okay, Shang-Chi. What the hell was that, guys? I, I didn't like dislike the story, but I'm like, what? He was really good wearing rings. So I'm like, how many more freaking damn superhero movies do we realistically need? I'm done well, they, with them. Done. Shang-Chi was really not a superhero. superhero. 
he was really not a superhero. He was just a guy who wore rings, magic rings. He did have superpowers. Uh, Drew L said, TJ, I think you just healed Grumpy's voice after the Ray Liotta debacle. Uh, I give you a stamp of approval. Um, Joseph C here saying, TJ, uh, how have you never seen Goodfellas? It's arguably the best mafia movie ever made. Best Scorsese movie, too. I'm just happy I got Scorsese's name right because I was about to mispronounce that, too. I can't believe you got it right. It took me a second. I was like, holy shit. I wanted to give myself a pat on the back mid-pronunciation. Chris Smith says here, Shabazz, Nanu Nanu, was at the end of an ACDC song. I do not I do not know that song. Oh, at the end of what ACDC song? I do not rem- I do not know. I couldn't tell you either. Oh, go ahead, TJ. Dig it up. So make yourself look intelligent like you know something. Because I know that's something you would do. You know, also, another thing about John Amos, you want to know his, actually, a role that he was, you know, he played Kunta Kinte in Roots. Did you ever hear Roots, TJ? Roots, no. Is it in... Um, he never heard of Roots either. Love Hungry Man. or two, What? No, I don't know. I Honestly, I can't. I, I, oh, is it, it's a highway to hell, maybe, question mark? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to find it. I don't know. But TJ, I can't believe you've never heard of Roots. No. I don't listen to is that a music or is that a movie? It was it was a uh 1977, I want to say. It was um Alex Haley wrote this this uh this book and it traced his heritage from uh you know all the way back through time to where his descendant was Kunta Kinte, who was taken from Africa and brought over as a slave. Chicken George was in there and, you know, characters like that. And I, there's so many movies to watch, Grumpy. I, it I don't was, it was a series. It was a TV series. Oh. oh TV. Don't even, I don't even have time. I, I can never finish a TV series from start to finish. It, um, okay. It was a mini series. It was a mini series. He said, TJ, you have to just watch Goodfellas tonight. Gordon, some way, says hi. You want to know what? I've been watching, as on Disney Plus, I've been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've been watching that so we get a little bit uh, of the backstory of what he was doing chilling in between the uh, episode three and episode four. I have started watching that. That's wow. what I've done. Uh, Brett w says, uh, remember Jonathan Winters uh, played Mork's son? Yes. Do you know who Jonathan Winters is? Nope. nope. Alf was from Melmar. Melmar, yeah. And Ugg, rag power play for four minutes. Uh, off topic, um, who's taking game seven, Heat or the Celtics? Um, I'm going a hard-fought victory for the Celtics. I'm going to Celtics, too. Okay, the Celtics against the Warriors is going to be the best series they can have out there. I think that's who we picked at the beginning of the playoffs. Celtics and uh, whoever. And, uh, Warriors. Nelson not getting traded. And it's okay, Grump. I blow my nose violently too. When my dad does it, it sounds like a trumpet. Yep. Boop, 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 boop. E.T. Eddie Torres. The extra. T- <laughs> you should get that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, do you know what? You know what? Jeffersons were in some of the old right. episodes. That's right. They had a dry cleaning business, lived right next door to Archie and Edith. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alf like to eat cats, apparently. Brett W says here, and SP said, I bet TJ's favorite movie is Cats. I've never seen that either. <laughs> Brett W says here, um, 
TJ, have you ever seen Field of Dreams? Ray Liotta played Shoeless Joe Jackson. Without the laugh. He didn't laugh in that movie. He's <laughs> he like, <laughs> Is that where he did that laugh? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, it was you. He says, no, Ray, it was you. Now, I've seen that. I've seen Field of Dreams, but it's been a while since I've seen Field of Dreams. Forget Jimmy Page. Grump the rocker all the way. That's right. Okay, Grump. Um, I use that guitar every time that something goes right for me in sports. He goes, there you go. That's it. Show and tell with Grump. Yep. <laughs> Rangers are up five to two now. Um, where did you get that guitar from, Grumpy? It was a gift. I got it for as a gift. Um, and uh, I said, says, hey, guys, a little late to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, how about that dumb article I sent to you? Oh, yeah, Alexander, we talked about it. We certainly did. And thanks, Alexander. What's up? How are you doing? Hopefully you're doing well. I think uh, we're going to try to move up and get Lambert. Now, I heard Lambert did not have a good year this year, though, which would be okay. I don't think we're going to trade up. I do not think we're trading up. I don't either. I think whoever falls to us, maybe we'll get lucky. Yeah. Hopefully, he falls to us. SP says, "Nah, I want. I wouldn't want Howard uh, because chances are the guy like uh, Gaithier or Nazar uh, or Lambert falls to us in the offensive category. Taking Howard would be a mistake in my opinion. I don't know who's going to be selected, right? If they, if let's say a few defensemen slip and fall, let's say a guy like Gorharski falls, Korinsky or or." Korchinski, I'm sorry, if he falls a defenseman from the WHL, right? I, I don't see us picking defensemen, sorry. And it's like, okay, who goes? I've seen a lot of people. It, it could be a lot of crazy picks off the board by the time we select. Particularly if, uh, you know, Mo Howard is, like, related to him. Do you know who Mo Howard is? No, I don't know who Mo Howard is, damn it. He used to have a bowl cut, and he had friends named Curly and uh oh okay the three stooges i got yes. it i got it oh wow yeah. yes Grump, come on come on grump you're in the home stretch over here uh paulo c says here bergeron is retiring and marchant's having hip surgery and will miss at least six months boston will not make or will not make the playoffs next year and they'll have to do a rebuild anybody who goes for a hip surgery in hockey that's like death yep but w says john amos was the girlfriend's father in yes. coming to america okay Yes. Tom Holland and Toby Maguire. The young guy, Scott L. The young guy. The young guy. TJ, uh, SP said, TJ, I'll admit the, ooh, what's the MCU? The MCU. It's how they're ruining uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe by having them be all girls now. The MCU. Is that what the C is? Well, and Marvel Cinematic Universe. I say MCU because they're turning away from guy superheroes to lame-ass girl superheroes. Yeah. And it has been. It's been terrible. Absolutely yeah, terrible. Pretty much a letdown so far. Uh, but the Infinity Saga is phenomenal. What the hell is the Infinity Saga? Oh, oh my God. Now you're going to tell me there's free Avengers, the Avengers, War Man, Wars, Endgame, and only the highest grossing movies of all time. Again, you've never heard Infinity of Infinity Saga. Yeah. What the fuck is an Infinity Saga? Just like, like uh, okay, think about this. Who is a guy that bends time? The one that popped up. I watched the Spider Man movie recently. I watched the one Doctor well, Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. What? I bend time and I go through different dimensions. He's an ancillary character. Now they're making him a bigger character. He's in movies. I, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, 
Um, Ranger fans will be doing something similar to, to the Josh Bailey chant just now. Um, maybe they're trying to channel Josh Bailey's suckitude here into the Canes. Yeah. Um, or they're making fun of Tony D'Angelo or TJ. You got to watch Copeland as well. Copland. Copland. Copeland would be C O P E L A N D. Copland. Hey, Grumpy, I'll be honest with you with how many spelling mistakes. I usually just say, okay, Copeland. I couldn't imagine there being a show called Copland. It was a movie with Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Michael Rappaport. Um, they related to Ian Rappaport, right? No. Okay. Um, the best mafia movie series ever made was The Godfather. By far, um, being Italian but born in Montreal, I should know more. I like yeah. The Godfather. It's a good show. Yeah, The Godfather. A good show. Okay, let's not let's not opine. You talk about the Godfather all the time. I think I'm you, not you, talking about oh, the Godfather. On the TV screens, and I got oh the movie screens. I watch it. You tell me it all the time. I let's was, keep I was just going to tell Drew that you know, no offense, but the Godfather's better than uh, Wise Guy. Uh, then uh, um, okay, gotcha. Anyway, Goodfellas. Two hours and thirty minutes, Grumpy. You said you want to keep it short. It's two hours twenty-two minutes. Okay. Well, Brian says, TJ Grump, how much longer do you think before we get a WNHL? Would love to have the women's team out here on the Islanders. I don't know if they're like, I, the NHL is already one of the most least profitable sports. Like when you look at a few of the other ones, like I know that the NBA and the WNBA have the deal where they work those items out. If we made more of a profit, I think they could do something like that. But the, the NHL just doesn't make much of a profit. And like I think it's got to be more of a mainstead to where the NHL has to be more of like a household sport to watch, and it's going to be such a long road. The the, the NHL I don't even think really is for Amer. I mean, we're talking about Americans here. It's not a very popular sport in the United States to begin with. It's it's going to be a tough uphill battle. I think what they're focused on first is how can we make sure that majority of our revenue is not made by ticket sales. That's I, I like they're so fixated on how can we focus on this little portion here that they can't even think about other items to take care of too. Long story short, NHL doesn't make enough money to subsidize a women's league. Um, I was a Tony D'Angelo hater, uh, but the more I watch this series, the more I want him on the island. Um, and it'd be the New York Lady Islanders. That'd be good. And um, I think Lou needs to be on the hot seat. I agree. Oh, I agree. He's, everything's R. on him now. Everything's on him now. Gotcha. Anthony R. said, God, I hate the freaking Rangers. TJ, how could you think the Islander fans would rather see the Rangers win over Tampa? You aren't a true diehard Islander fan if you question that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he doesn't um, know anything. Stupid. Grump, do you watch Nerdotic? It's Nerdotic. Yes, I do occasionally watch that. He calls it the MCU. I didn't make that up. Nerdotic. Okay. Ray Liotta was so funny in the B movie with Seinfeld. Yeah. Ray okay. Liotta's good. The B movie. He, yes, it was about a freaking B. Jerry Seinfeld was a B. It was a cartoon. You should have seen it. Something right up your freaking alley for two okay. 10-year-olds. TJ, you really need a reality check. I know. That's what it seems like. Freaking Jane Foster Thor. Thor is a name, not a title. She can't, I don't know what that is. Oh, is this? Are they making a new Thor? They're having a new Thor, which is coming out in July. And now Jane, the wimpy ass girl, is now the new Th Lady Thor. 
There is no such thing as Lady Thor, but that's what they're calling her. Okay, okay. Where did this all start? It all started with them making up freaking superheroes like Ant Man, and now they're making up. They're just trying to. They're trying to find what can I pump up. Guess what? People go watch the movies. Therefore, they make all these weird characters. No, 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 no. Mm. Comic books. I want to argue about it, man. I, I, let's just get to the comments. Oh, to the comments. Just um, Grump. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I know more about the Dragon Ball series than the Avengers. I know uh, nothing about the Dragon Ball series. So pissed I can't even spell anymore because of the freaking ranges. My gosh. Um, um oh, goodness gracious. I'm getting a lot of these. Um SP said, I think they can do something good with Thor 4, but I think the MCU will strike again. Harvey That's Keitel, right. uh Grump, name your best Tom Cruise movies in order. Top five, Alexander says. I'm going to say I like the Mission Impossible movie. Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, right? No, not all. Not all. No, not the whole six. I like I the thought, movie Day and Night with her, him and Cameron Diaz. Yeah, that was good. Um, he's a movie star. He's the last great movie star. I will say that. I like Collateral was good. I mean, he, uh, Minority Report, Top Gun was good. I've actually seen the new Top Gun Maverick. It was good. Um, I was hoping it was going to end a different way. But it was still good. Um, but I mean, Born on the Fourth of July was a good Tom Cruise movie. He was really good in that. Um, gosh, I mean, he's just had so many great ones. Okay, fantastic. SP says here. I, I love when they ask you your top five. You got to just go on and on and on and on and on. Just give me the list. Bang, 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 bang. Okay, you realize you're asking me to try to do a mental breakdown of an actor's movie career, and you're like this. Oh, oh, how come you don't have that right in your finger, Grumpy? How come you're not ready for that? How come? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> come on, come on, speed it up. Dude, you watch movies all the time. They should, you should come right to your fingertips on that one, Grumpy. And then if I say I like The Godfather, oh, we don't need to hear about that. We don't need to hear you going about The Godfather again. Ah. They better not suddenly make uh, Jane a better fighter, more powerful, and generally much better than Thor. I don't think I could take it, says SP. Get you guys um, know, uh, did you guys know that there is a national ball hockey league? I did not. But there is another league we like called Ice Wars. Ice Wars. Yeah, that's on TJ and the Grumpy Man. That's going to be fun to talk about tomorrow. I got to look for the new Ice Wars battles. Drill said, I guess the podcast now should be called Say Islanders, um, Say Islanders, Say Die, since one guy is a Secret Rangers bandwagon fan. Oh, must be, he must be talking about you. Randy Gaines says, A line of Fiala, Barzal, and Wallstrom. Where do I sign? Yeah, I don't, I don't want Fiala. Because if you get Fiala, you're probably giving up Wallstrom. Um, get coming here. Uh, TJ, have you never seen the B movie? Maybe I have. It's a long time ago. Maybe I did. TJ, Ant Man was not the first superhero movie. I know, but it's just like there's a million of these movies. I'm just like, well, there was like the, the Wasp or something. Ant Man and the Wasp. They're in the same freaking movie. Why can you? Why are you tunneling up on freaking Ant Man? Because it's such a dumb idea for a freaking superhero to be the size of a fucking ant. That's it's the reason. Suit. It's the freaking suit that shrinks him or expands him. So is the power him or the power of the suit? It's the suit. So he's not even a fucking superhero. Correct. He's a guy who wears a Correct. suit. Correct. Like when they had Batman, when Ben Affleck says, hey, oh. what's your superpower? I'm really freaking rich. That's a great superpower to have. 
SP said, TJ is a weirdly obsessed with Ant Man. Yeah, man. Al P says, Rain Man, Grumpy oh, for Tom Cruise. That's also a good movie. Yeah, Rain Man. Rain Man was good. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch Maverick. Looking forward to Elvis. Elvis comes out in two weeks. We're coming out with the Elvis Presley movie. Yep. Cold Elvis. And I'll tell you what, the trailers look really good. Um, I didn't like the original Top Gun. Okay. Um, Okay, gotcha. We're here at the end. All the right movies. You would love to be Ant-Man. I wouldn't care to be Ant-Man. I like Paul Rudd. I found that movie funny, but I'm just like, the ideology of all these superhero movies just drives me nuts, man. But we're here at the end, Grumpy. You wanted to keep things short two hours and 30 minutes later because Grumpy gets on his tangents. He runs off all over the place. Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up today? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens. You see what I have to deal with on a regular basis. It's a constant struggle. Uh, and even to those who don't listen, same thing. Keep well, it awake. Thank you, Grumpy, for being a part of the show as always. Thank you for listening in. We brought a little call feature to you guys today. We could talk with you. I know it's been a long time since we've had it to where we've had the phone lines open. So thank you everybody, for calling in. Thank you everybody, for listening to the show. Um, Thank you again, Grumpy. We'll my be pleasure. live. What? I said my pleasure. We'll be live tomorrow um, covering the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's in the link in the description below. Um, and I hope Marvel does the first ever good Fantastic Four movie. And we hope. You can hope. John Kaczynski you, is going to be Why there. do you look aggravated? Yeah, why do you look aggravated? You just started talking about all these things. I'm just like, no interest. It's because you don't know anything about it. Ugh. Oh, man, oh, man. But you thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow at TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you again, Grumpy. My pleasure.